Welcome in, Alcoa football fans and family, to another edition of Tornado Football 2020 version. Tonight, we've worked our way west on I-40 to Roan County and Kingston High School, where tonight the Tornadoes will take part in an altercation with the Yellow Jackets. Alcoa looks to keep their winning streak, region winning streak, alive as well as their home field advantage throughout the playoff with a victory tonight. And this is the first of three road games the Tornadoes will face down the stretch. Next week it's Gatlinburg-Pittman, and then they end the season in Bristol at Kingsport Dobbins-Bennett. Heath, it's been a very quick season, strange season, uh, but the one thing that you could count on on the road at Kingston is good hospitality and great cooking. Absolutely, Marty. A great spread here tonight at Kingston High School. Uh, got some Buddy's Barbecue, some Zaxby's up here in the press box, certainly taking care of their people and their guests very well, something that if you listen to our broadcast uh, frequently, you will hear us talk about. As this is not the only week we talk about the hospitality we get at Kingston High School. We It's one of those that you, you definitely don't forget. It's not just in regards to the food, Marty, but even more so the people, uh, you know, just a, just a great group up here that makes sure you're taken care of before the game, during the game, and as you're leaving, making sure you have everything you need. Or, heck, you want to take some stuff with you, they, they try to take care of you. I mean, they're just awesome people. And I, you've had a great experience throughout this week as well, as you do every time, too, with the athletic director, who's mm-hmm. certainly been very accommodating and making sure that we have a spot in the booth. Indeed, you got in touch with, uh, with Bruce on Wednesday. Uh, he responded with an email and the uh, position in the broadcast booth that they had reserved for us, as well as a roster that he got to us pretty, pretty much immediately with a uh, link to the website. And they do a very good job with the website, hospitality. We're very well prepared here at Kingston as the Tornadoes now are on the field going through their pregame warm-ups. Alcoa enters tonight's contest. At six and one overall, and four and zero in region play. Heath, what are you looking for tonight? Alcoa lost their consecutive quarter scoreless quarter last home game, last game before break, and two weeks and one night ago. And now they'll be looking forward to starting a new one tonight here at Kingston. Yeah, they certainly will, Marty. As as you mentioned, thirty nine straight quarters for Alcoa without allowing a single point to an regional opponent in the regular season. Uh, prior to uh, two weeks ago, Alcoa hadn't allowed a single point. Um, before then, since October 26, 2018, against the Roadrunners of Austin East, that game, Austin East, they defeated the Roadrunners 31-8. to What was really fascinating about the game with Northview uh, two weeks ago is that Northview scored eight points as well. The, the team to snap the streak is also scored eight. So that was kind of fascinating. But Marty, something too, you, know, you look at last year's team, outscored their region during the regular season, I believe it was uh, 305 to zero. Right now, Alcoa currently outscoring the region this season, 303 to 31. So they, they've almost tied the amount of points they scored last year. They've allowed a few more um, just overall. But they're doing a really good job. One of the things to mention, Marty, is the fact that one of the things that hasn't been broken for this Tornado team 
is that they're on a 45-game regional win streak. Indeed, and I alluded to that in the pregame. <clears throat> I did not have that, but I knew Heath would be very well prepared. <laughs> uh, that's the reason I brought it up. I knew that would be something he would have in his. And he, and he also makes a notebook for me as well. We are the most prepared broadcast team. Uh, not not any uh, thanks to me, but Heath Dunkel puts together a notebook of information that is just remarkable. The Vol Network, <clears throat> I promise you, doesn't have as much as we have in our notebooks each and every week. As we look to Coach Gary Rankin, he is close, very close to eclipsing 450 wins on the season. And unless something just drastic happens or the cancellation to the 2020 season, Coach Rankin will hit that 450 mark. As currently he stands at 45 77 in his 39th season overall. At Alcoa, he's put up <clears throat> 193 wins against 20 losses. And he's very easily, if he wins out, could – even there's room for one loss in the regular season maybe to Dobbins Bennett. I don't think that'll happen. But if he wins out, he'll go over 200 career victories at Alcoa. And he's in his 15th season as a tornado skipper. Yeah, five wins away from 450, Marty. 445 wins currently, 77 losses in his 39th season, which is – just impressive enough when you look at the loss record. I mean, almost 40 years of coaching experience and still hasn't gotten to 100 losses. That's just insane. Remembering. Um, yeah, I mean, absolutely. And, and the thing is, too, Marty, as you mentioned, five games away, um, he's on pace, if he's able to win the next five, to, to get that mark in the second round of the 3A playoffs this season. We'll see if that happens. I, I have a feeling it will. But, Marty, some other you know fun stats about Coach Rankin is also – According to Max Preps, it was kind of a high school website that covers high school sports. They consider Coach Rankin one of the top 50 high school football coaches of all time. He's ranked number eight among active coaches nationwide in wins, and he's currently in the top 15 all-time in victories. Wow. Unbelievable. I know in winning percentage, too, mm-hmm. in the nation, he's like 36, 34th or 36. I can't remember where at uh, – Blunt County's own George Quarles is number one in that capacity. And as soon as Derek Hunt reaches the minimum gain level, he will be in there as well. Yeah, Derek Hunt's doing a wonderful job with the Rebels. You know, early on, um, you know, I think with that first loss or so to Alcoa, people were kind of wondering if he was going to be able to, to hold things down there. But I think he's done a wonderful job. Um, I think he really had a great um, teacher in Quarles who was his coach because Hunt went through Maryville as a quarterback went on to play at Maryville College, and then came back as an assistant, really got to learn even more so from a coaching perspective under Coach Quarles, and has really done a really great job with the Maryville Rebels. Um, Marty Tuhat, we actually, speaking of Maryville, uh, we at Two Hype Sports got a tweet the other day uh, from a parent uh, of Maryville High School uh, in regards to sending us a video of her son, who's a freshman at Maryville. His name's Gage Ledoux. Yeah. And uh, Gage Ledoux, in the freshman game the other night for the Maryville Rebels, had three touchdowns, um, and the kid is 6'1", 186 pounds. But she tweeted that at us, wanted to kind of share it with us, hoping we'd kind of kind of talk about it a little bit. So we retweeted it and gave her a little bit of love and talked about how impressive that is for a freshman. But, uh, you know, impressive but not really surprising considering just the talent that's in Blount County right now, especially at these two schools. And a, a good friend of mine, his son, 
uh, was named the Defensive Player of the Week last week, and that's Lou Birchfield. And I'd like to congratulate him as well. His dad, Jeff, I've known him for a long time. He actually came out to our house this year and helped us find some lakes in the pool with his scuba gear. Just uh, an outstanding family. Uh, really like Jeff, and congratulations to his son, Lou. And that, that's enough for the Rebel rebel love here. In the, in we the, don't do it too long. No, and the Bob Ramsey pregame show brought to you by the committee to elect Bob Ramsey, Bob Ramsey treasurer. Um, let's take a two-minute break, and when we come back, we'll have both the knuckles on the mic right after this. Yep, it's that time in East Tennessee. Football time in Tennessee. Hello, friends from Twin City Certified Used Cars, Trucks, and SUVs. If you're in the market for a light new pre-owned vehicle, let Smiley Riley and Twin City Certified in Maribel be the choice. Over 600 pre-owned to choose from. It's auto buying made easy. 865-980-2600 or click TwinCityCertified.com. See you soon at Twin City Certified in Maribel. Crossover vehicle owners, here's a tire just for you. Stop by Stevenson Tire to see the all-season Yokohama Geolander Geo 55. Loaded with premium technology, like Yokohama's specially formulated orange oil compound for all-season traction and an advanced tread design for a responsive and comfortable ride. The Yokohama Geolander Geo 55 provides more performance, more confidence, and more value. Check out the Yokohama Geolander Geo 55 today at Stevenson Tire, 2411 East Broadway Avenue in Maryville, 983-1621. And get more for your crossover. Tired of your current job? Looking for a career change? Want to stay home in Blount County? Then check out the many job openings and company career pages at BluntAreaJobs.com. Here you'll find complete job descriptions and an easy application process. Don't waste any more time. Get to searching for your next career. You can find Blunt Area Jobs on Facebook and Instagram. We are Windy City Grill, and we brought Chi-Town Taste to the 865. Chicago-style food and a fun atmosphere. Windy City Grill is a great place to watch your favorite games and enjoy wings, burgers, pizza, and more. At Windy City Grill, we have live entertainment most weekends and cornhole tournaments every Wednesday night. Stop by and see what all the excitement's about at Windy City Grill, located at 2641 U.S. Highway 411 South in Maryville. Best of luck with Trevor's Tornado Trivia. Lunch or dinner is on us for every winner up to $10. Find Windy City Grill on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we'll see you soon at Windy City Grill in Maryville. West Chevrolet, doing business in Blunt County for 88 years. West Chevrolet is located on the airport motor mile and has been a leader in our community serving the good people of Blunt County for four generations. Whether you're looking to buy new, pre-owned, or get service for your automobile, think West Chevrolet. West Chevrolet is happy to partner with all the local high schools and wishes everyone a happy and safe fall season for your sport. Whether you're a tornado, rebel, mountaineer, or governor, you can find the auto, help, or service you need at West Chevrolet. Reach us at 970-9378 or online at westchevrolet.com. You can also find us on Facebook. We're here to serve the good people of Blunt County. We do what we say at West Chevrolet.
Welcome back to the Twin Cities Certified in Marysville Game of the Week. I'm Heath Dunkel alongside Scott Dunkel bringing you the Bob Ramsey State Representative District 20 paid for by the committee to elect Bob Ramsey, Bob Ramsey Treasurer, pregame show. Scott, uh, it's been a been a minute since we've been on the mic as Alcoa was off last week on fall break, uh, but the week before they faced Northview Academy, Northview was able to put some points on him, which was the first regional opponent to do so since 2018. However, Alcoa was able to put 56 up compared to Northview's eight. Talk a little bit about some of the statistics that really stood out to you from that ballgame. Okay, yeah, definitely. Um, basically, just how well Alcoa is able to run the ball, 22 rushing attempts, 296 yards, 10 of 12 and passing, a great night passing for 120 Alcoa just basically did what they wanted to do with Northview. You know, you mentioned Northview scoring um, and breaking the streak. Again, that was late in the ball game, and basically against probably second and third string players at that point. You know, sad to see that happen, but still, yeah. that's that's something for Alcoa. You know, Alcoa had a fantastic night. Ahmad Sankey, six carries, 129 yards, three touchdowns, whereas Northview... Got 103 yards out of 26 carries, but that was pretty much about all they got. Well, and Scott, another stat just talking about that stood out. We talked about rushing overall, but individually, Ahmad, thank you. Thank you. Six carries, 129 yards, and three touchdowns. He averaged 21 and a half yards per carry. Only touched it six times and put up that, that amount of uh, yardage and got in the end zone three times. Really impressive. Oh, yeah, definitely a fantastic game for Ahmad. Jordan Harris also getting into the game a little last uh, the other night. Two carries for 60 yards and a touchdown. And, again, Jarek Foster, four carries for 47 and a touchdown. So players were getting in. They were having some fun, having a really good game. And, um, you know, Alcoa altogether, six rushes. They had two passing TDs, six rushing TDs, and a total of eight TDs. And Jet Foley, again, kicking-wise, having a great 9-8 for 8 in um, extra point attempts and conversions. So, all around, Alcoa having a really good night. Uh, they only had the ball for about 21 minutes, but they put it to good use. Well, and you talk about Jet Foley, Scott. I mean, that's a young young man who uh, had uh, some big shoes to fill as uh, Zeke Rankin over the last few seasons has been the solid kicker for Alcoa, the son of Coach Terry Rankin. But uh, Jeff Foley has come in, and uh, I think he's done a really good job in his first season. Um, a junior, so he's got another year after this season to continue that. But uh, I've been really impressed with him, been really impressed with the team overall. But, yeah, a great showing uh, two weeks ago against Northview Academy. Alcoa had some time to kind of rest up, take care of some things. Um, they will be without backup quarterback Zach Lunsford tonight as uh, Lunsford is out and quarantine, and so Camden Burden will get the start tonight. Uh, Burden and Zach have kind of been rotating over the last few games, but Zach came in cleanup duty last week, or two weeks ago. Had a pretty good night, though. Yes, he did. He really did. Six of six, 65 yards last week in the touchdown, so not a bad night. No, not a bad night at all, but it will all be Camden Burden tonight as the other backup quarterback um, is ineligible at the moment. He'll be eligible in a few more weeks, I think, the transfer from Catholic High School. So we'll see him soon. Uh, but, Scott, kind of moving forward to this upcoming game tonight. You know, we've talked a lot about Alcoa giving Maribel a little bit of love. Talked about the Northview game two weeks ago. 
But why don't we take a minute to talk about Kingston High School. This school, Scott, not only are they hospitable, but this football team is pretty good. Yeah, they are, Heath. They've had a fantastic year so far. Just one loss, that was to Stone Memorial by one point. A really good game. Just didn't quite make it over the hump on that one to um, <coughs> to beat them. But it looks like we're fixing to go to the National Anthem. Yeah, fixing to go to National Anthem. So we're going to take a three-minute break, and we'll be back in a few minutes. Your smile. It's your business card. It's your approval. It's an expression of your love. Your smile is such an important part of who you are. So when we say simply extraordinary smiles, what we mean is simply an extraordinary you. At Everting Orthodontics, we offer five-star reviews, free consultations, and flexible payment options. With offices in Knoxville, Maryville, and Morristown, we've kept East Tennessee smiling for over 20 years. Visit us today at evertingortho.com. And for everything ortho, remember Everting Ortho. In Blount County, we believe in faith, family, and football. That's what our neighbor Jerome Moon is fighting to protect in Nashville. A conservative who stands with our veterans, Jerome Moon cut taxes on groceries and created jobs for Blount County families. Jerome increased funding for public schools, is endorsed by the NRA, and will never defund our police. Veteran, businessman, leader, Jerome Moon. Paid for by Jerome Moon for State House, Steve West Treasurer. Whitlock & Company Certified Public Accountants features accounting services for individuals and businesses. Serving Blount County for over 30 years, everything from income tax preparation services to personalized accounting plans for small businesses and large corporations with over 100 employees for a full range of accounting services including payroll processing, bookkeeping, individual and business tax returns, compilation review and assurance services. It's Whitlock and Company, PC, 375 Fountain View Circle in Alcoa, Tennessee, 37701. Phone 865-984-1040 or 865-981-9638 or visit Whitlock and Company online at whitlockcpa.com. Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey, and I am running for re-election to represent District 20 in the Tennessee State Legislature. It has been an honor to represent the interest of Blount County in Nashville. The history and development of our community are at the forefront of the decision I am asked to make in the legislature. Throughout my years of service, your calls, emails, and letters have played a large part in the decisions I have made. With your dedicated civil engagement and insight, I have continued to introduce support and pass legislation you have asked for resulting in growth and progress. There is still much to be done, especially in these unprecedented times before us. Proven leadership and know-how is imperative as we address the difficult issues that lay ahead. When I say your choice for your voice, that means I will continue to fight for your choices. I have yet to waver in my commitment to speak for all of Blount County the best way I know how. I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue to move Blunt County forward. I'm Bob Ramsey and I approve this message. Game show. Scott Dunkel and I are bringing you the action, talking about the game at hand and also some of the other games in the area as right before the National Anthem, we were really kind of diving into the Kingston Yellow Jackets. And, Scott, 
as you mentioned a moment ago, Kingston only one loss this season, but they're undefeated in region play. So tonight, a battle of the undefeated in the region to determine probably who's going to get first, as uh, it's my opinion, Scott, that uh, Alco and Kingston are the two best teams in our region overall. I would, <clears throat> pardon me, Heath. Sorry about that. Definitely agree with you. I think um, that, you know, Alcoa has got a little bit more firepower than Kingston does tonight. But, you know, next week's going to be a really good game, I think, between Kingston and Gatlinburg-Pittman. Looking for Kingston to take that game uh, from the Highlanders up mm-hmm. there. But, uh, yeah, definitely a good team. I think they have a chance to um, actually make a pretty good run in the playoffs this year. At one point, I haven't been able to catch the rankings lately. At one point, I did see they were ranked around number nine or ten in the state earlier this year. So, definitely, you know, something they've earned. So, well, and okay. it, and their coach has done a fantastic job as uh, Coach Brian Panky Scott in his eighth season at Kingston High School, thirty-nine and forty-three overall, uh, but ninth season overall as a head coach, forty-two and fifty. He hasn't fared very well against Alcoa as he is zero and eight against the Tornadoes, but he has got the Yellow Jackets otherwise on the right track as we've seen them slowly, steadily improve over the past few seasons. I'm excited to see them play tonight. But a little background, Scott, about this Alcoa-Kingston series. Tonight is the 20th meeting all-time between Alcoa and Kingston since 1946. And Alcoa currently leads the series 14-5 to as Kingston won the first five games in the series. Alcoa has won 14 straight including 12 in a row since 2009 when both teams were placed in the same region. Of the previous meetings, three have been in the playoffs with Alcoa winning all three. So you would think based on statistics and on the numbers, it's going to go to the Tornadoes tonight. But this has been a rivalry, Scott, that has had some good games in the past. And uh, I expect a good game tonight as this Kingston team is much improved. Oh, definitely hate to agree with you. Um, again, I'm still – Still will go with Alcoa pulling this one out tonight, but I think it's going to be a much better game than a lot of people expected. And, you know, I think Kingston's going to be here with them playing well. Again, um, Alcoa's just got a lot of firepower. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the thing that stands out is, you know, no matter who's number two in the region, there's typically a little bit of a gap between Alcoa and whoever they're playing just because of the amount of talent on the team. But I definitely think these Yellow Jackets have come to play. I think they're going to put up a really strong fight. And I think out of all the regional opponents, no matter what happens tonight, win or lose, they're going to be the best game that we've played and that we will probably play in this region all season. Right, definitely in, in this region. And, um, you know, like I said, I think Kingston's still got a good season, you know, ahead of them and got a really good game coming up with Gatlinburg-Pittman next week. That's actually Pigeon Forge oh, next week. So they'll get one – it's okay. They get one week to kind of um, take, take on a, a – Probably a lesser opponent, but still done all right. Pigeon Forge had a decent year. Had a good year. So yeah, far. but I think Kingston handles that, and then and then they move on to Gallenberg Pittman, which is going to I right. think be a really good ball game. But um, you know, Scott, speaking of the region, kind of looking at the region at hand here, um, you know, we talked about Alcoa. Obviously, we're talking about Kingston, but Gallenberg Pittman tonight uh, they won last week against Seymour, forty-one to seven. But they are off this week. Right, Heath, they are. And then you look at Pigeon Forge, who Kingston will be playing next week, defeating Austin East last night, 35-0. to The Highlanders from Scott beating Northview Academy 28-12, to you know. So the region's starting to round out just a little bit more um, in that category. Again, I think next week's game with Pigeon Forge, 
and they will be traveling. That'll actually be interesting because they're traveling up to Pigeon Forge as Alcoa will be traveling up to Gatlinburg Pittman next week. Yeah, I know. A lot of games uh, this week in the region were yesterday, so we're the only us in Kingston, the only two battling tonight. As all the re- the rest of the region played on a Thursday night this week, but uh, Scott, we've also got some Blunt County schools that are in action as well. Right, Heath Heritage will be traveling over to meet um, and be hosted by the Carnes Beavers coming up there in Carnes. Carnes, uh, kind of a back and forth team. They like they're going to play well, and then they turn around and surprise you and just don't play but you know i've seen them play with campbell county it was a great game so Mm -hmm. you never know what you're going to get out of them but same with heritage they've kind of been up and down then the bradley uh central bears traveling to william blunt tonight a good game i think in a good matchup with that one udawa will be traveling to maryville tonight that one i'm going with the rebels in that (laughs) yeah other two could potentially be a toss-up we'll keep you updated on those and then maryville should be able to handle business against udawa and, uh, again, uh, Greenback, uh, you know, Scott, I'm not sure if it's them or the other team, but this will be the third straight week due to COVID restrictions that the Cherokees won't play. Oh, yeah, hey, that's that's kind of interesting, too, um, that they're, they're not being able to play. I also wanted to touch real fast on a couple other Thursday night games just in the Knoxville area, too. Uh, Halls defeating Central, a surprise there, 20-16 to 16 <clears throat> at Central. And then Baylor traveling up. Uh, 75 to face Catholic and defeating Catholic 20 to 17. Again, a couple of really good games out in the Knoxville area. Got a small handful <clears throat> tonight, as there are a lot of Knoxville teams that are off this week uh, as they're taking their uh, fall break this year. So make it really interesting, but it looks like we're getting close to kickoff here. Pete. Yeah, Marty Alcoa won the toss and has elected to receive. So I'm going to hand Dad's headset. Over to Marty Millsaps, and as he's getting adjusted, a secret safe place for newborn social media shout-out going out to a few of our fans tonight. Coretta Mambo, Tammy Summerall, Jamie, and Cliff Lunsford. As we mentioned, Zach unable to make the trip tonight as he is under quarantine, and we cannot wait to get Zach back. But Cliff and Jamie, we hope you guys are doing great. Thank you so much for tuning in to the broadcast. We will make sure that you're up to date with how your tornadoes are doing as we're getting ready to rock and roll. Kingston over there with their coach getting ready to enter the field, and so is Alcoa. But, Marty, a fun game tonight as it's the battle of the unbeatens in the region, and uh, we'll see who comes out on top. And, Marty, whoever does, in my opinion, will take the region, as I think these are the two best teams we have this year. Indeed, and this will also mean home field advantage, at least through the first three weeks of the season, depending on what happens toward the center and western part of the state. Um, two years ago, we had to travel near Nashville for a game that was uh, an experience, to say the least. Alcoa com- came out a winner. It was a close ball game. There was some uh, animosity and a lot of uh, not a lot of hospitality up in the press box, if you remember that well. And I'm not mentioning yeah. any names or, <laughs> or whatnot. But, well, don't have any problems here. No, none whatsoever. <laughs> uh, now, this, they're always great here. Uh, both teams come into this in the region undefeated, as we said earlier. Uh, both teams with only one loss. And the only loss that Kingston has was a one-point loss to Stone Memorial. And Alcoa set to receive the kickoff. It is high end over end. It's toward the right out of bounds.
Browns marker and is fielded by Ronald Jackson. He looks for the wall to the right. There he goes. He's fouled he oh, the midfield, and he's got a convoy. Goodness sakes, alive. He is into the green rectangle and an early Alcoa lead on a 90, 89, 90-yard kickoff return for Ronald Jackson, wall right. Yeah, the Ronald Tank Jackson following the brigade all the way down the field and into the end zone. If you're Alcoa, Marty, after being off for a week, you're certainly pleased to see yourself start off that way. Anybody's uh, pleased to start off with a touchdown of a kickoff. I haven't even told everybody what uniforms Alcoa was wearing yet. As <laughs> it is now Foley on for the PAT. 6 nothing. Alcoa quickly with 11.43 left. It's up and doing. And just like that, Alcoa takes a 7 nothing lead. Let's take a 30-second timeout. We'll be back with Alcoa's kick right after this. El Jimador Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Jimador offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Jimador Mexican Grill. Located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blount County Sports. Back at Kingston with Iggy and the Stooges. That was from their first studio album. And that was 1969, if you want to know what the song is. Love it. As Alcoa set to kick off after an 89-yard touchdown run by Ronald Action Jackson, or as they call him, Tank. Alcoa to kick now, and they wear their road white jerseys with maroon numerals. Just a weird kick that takes an Alcoa bounce, fielded at the 10 by the upback of the Yellow Jackets, and he's pushed out of bounds at, it looks like Jackson on the tackle as well. He's got a 20-yard return out to the 30. It looks like that was number 12 by Donison, and that will be where the Yellow Jackets take over first and 10 now. The quarterback will be number two, Kane, the Big Red Machine, Collins. His name is Kane. 11.38 remains in the first quarter. Alcoa up quickly, 7-0. Shotgun formation for Kingston. Two-step drop, throws out to the flats, and a pass that is completed to number 22. That is Will Moore. And, Heath, we, we said this last year, but this the Kane Collins kid has got a great arm. He's a southpaw, but he gets rid of the ball quick, and he is able to read defenses really well. Well, and Marty, they run a play that's pretty successful in that slant route, getting out of your quarterback's hands quickly when you've got a team like Alcoa who gets pressure quick. You have to do something like that, get it out of his hands. And what it also does for a quarterback like him and any quarterback is you do those short routes to start a game, really helps kind of build the confidence. And if you pass sideline to sideline or in the flats, it also stretches the defense a little wide as well. 
Shotgun formation again. It is a give right up the middle. Not a lot of business happening for the Yellow Jackets there on that play as there was just a wall of yeah. white jerseys. And on the carry was number 12. That was Donathan. He's a junior. And he may have picked up a yard. I don't know. It'll be third down in a long six, if not seven, here on the next snap with 10.23 left to go here in the first quarter. Alcoa, as I said, is wearing their road white jerseys with maroon numerals and sleeves over solid maroon football pants. And they have the aluminum-colored helmet with the maroon logo. Once again, a pass this side. It'll be a first down as Collins hits number 22 more. And a good play that time. Good read, good pattern, and they move the chains. Yeah, defensive back playing off of the receiver a little bit there. He just runs a quick five-yard turnaround, and the quarterback puts it right on the money. A Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down for Kingston. And Alcoa, as I said, has the aluminum-colored helmets with maroon logos on each side and maroon face masks. If you're thinking of Kingston, think home Auburn uniforms, except they've got the Navy helmet with the orange logo on the side, gray face mask. It'll be a give on a quick count. That looks like that's number 12 again, Donison. He's out past the 45 and out to the 50, and he, this yellow jacket offense comes out with its stinger. Well, and Marty, that's something we talked about in the pregame show. Kingston 5-1 and one this season. 3-0 and in region play, and uh, we mentioned it right before the kickoff started, is these are the two best teams in the region, and you're seeing that right here. And they quickly come back to the line of scrimmage. They will have one back, Donaldson, in the backfield with Collins. There'll be three receivers near side and one to the far. They move left to right on your radio dial. And hit hard and quick is Donaldson by number 30 of the Tornadoes. That is always Aaron or Aaron Davis. He is a sophomore, and that'll be a loss of about one on the carry. It'll set up third down and four, short four at that. Yeah, nice job by Davis being able to uh, just fill that gap and be waiting on the running back right there and prevent him from getting any further. So we'll see what Kingston does here. Third and four, 819 remaining in the first quarter. Alcoa leads 7-0. to zero. Two receivers to the left and a tight end. And a lone back, it's going to be a quick drop and pressure immediately as he gets rid of the ball. It's thrown short, and Kingston's wanting a flag, but there's not going to be any as basically Collins was just running for his life, tried to air it out. He had and gave his receiver an opportunity to come back to make the catch, but just couldn't get there as the ball was underthrown. I'll tell you what, Marty, this young man, Kane Collins, has got some athleticism as coming in the backfield. Great Carroll was coming down on him and about to take him out, and he was able to just kind of evade that pressure, get outside, and then a jump pass down the field, almost putting it on the money. He tried to put it on the back shoulder of the receiver, just not quite there. And he is a punter as well, and he will do the punt. This time it's wall left, and it is going to be Isaiah Cox on the return. He looks left. Now he cuts back all the way across the field to the right. He throws a Derrick Henry stiff arm, and he's going to take it all the way back 
to about the Kingston 20-yard line. So he fielded it about the 24, and it's going to be about a 56-yard punt return for the Tornadoes. And once again, they're in business. Well, here's the thing, Marty. That play looked like it was dead over here around the 30. He spins around, and usually when you see a player do that, kind of trouble. But he was able to get to the other side, and this special team is just coached so well. They set up a wall, get him down the field, and Marty, Mr. Do-It-All himself, came calling, making the tackle as well. Quarterbacks, punts, tackles, sells popcorn at halftime. <laughs> but regardless, you can't coach speed, Heath, and that's the difference right there between this Tornado group and the Yellow Jackets. And it will be Cam Burden starting at quarterback in a shotgun, as we said that Zach Lunsford's out this week for COVID reasons. And it's a give to Ronald Jackson. He's trying to do a little dance, and he'll be taken to the turf by Landon Diggs, a senior. And that'll be a loss of about a yard or three on the play. And Ronald knows, has got to know, he's got to get that upfield. He, he can't sit there and dance. It looks like Alcoa now, with some of the success they've had on the returns, is starting to look for the home run on every play. Well, Marty, same thing I said a minute ago. Is A lot of times when you see a player try to cut back and turn around, it's usually trouble, and you see it right there as Diggs was waiting on Jackson. And it's Bird in a shotgun. Two receivers left, one right. They move right to left, and it's going to be Ahmad Instant Sankey with instant yards inside the 15 down to about the 14-yard line. He'll be about two or three yards shy of a first down, and it'll set up third and a long two. Good run that time by Ahmad. Alcoa with the football, and they are threatening here with 6.30 left to go in the first quarter. They lead 7-0. Camden Burden in a shotgun. Two backs, and that is going to be Zane Bonham and Ahmad Instant Sankey split backs with Burden in a shotgun with two receivers left, one right, and they do move right to left. It's going to be Cam Burden keeping. He's got a first down. Actually, what a play fake as he gave it to Sankey, and Sankey gets around right in inside the 10. He'll pick up the Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down, and it'll set up first and goal now at the 9. I sound a little crazy, Marty, but Sankey just looks faster tonight. I don't know what it is, but he looks like, I don't know, maybe that ankle that he's been dealing with a little bit healthier after having a week off, but he looks like well, he looks like he's gained some speed in the last two weeks. Well, he's wearing number 15. That makes you look faster than when you're wearing number 20. <laughs> So shotgun, same formation for the Tornadoes, and it's going to be a throw over to the pylon in the back of the end zone. He's going to bring it in for a touchdown and a score, and that is, is that Braden Anderson, yep. and he is one athletic receiver. You throw it up, and he will catch it. He actually made ESPN, and you got mossed on NFL game day. Normally, they reserve those for college players that make just a great catch over somebody. And he made, with Zach Lunsford at quarterback, made the film on ESPN's NFL game day with Randy Moss. You just got Moss, and the Yellow Jackets just got Moss. As now, with the extra point, they fall behind 14 to nothing with 5.59 left to go here in the first. Another 30-second break. We'll be more with action from Roan County right after this. 
We all want our loved ones to be safe. Denso in Maryville is at the forefront of creating technology for safer vehicles while keeping their employees safe with social distancing, face coverings, thermal screenings, and more. Join the exciting automotive market with Denso in a fast, challenging, clean, and safe environment. Starting hourly pay is more than $14 with an increase to more than $15 after 90 days, plus 401k, paid holidays, and vacation. Start your future now. Visit DenzoCareers.com slash production to apply. Equal opportunity employer. I absolutely love that album. That's Stone Temple Pilot off their album tour with Sex Type Thing. And uh, rest in peace, Scott Weiland, the lead singer. As it will be Alcoa set to kick off, and they will do so in the form of Jet Foley. He's wearing number six. There's that Heaton now. Heaton's kicking. So we have a new kicker for the Tornadoes. The first kick wasn't so good. This one's a bit better. It's end over end. It's not real high. It's returnable, and it's fielded at the 13. And upfield goes number 19. That is Marcus Rose, and he's brought down by Ford of the Tornadoes with just a great open field tackle. And Kingston has it first and 10 at their own 28-yard line, about a return of right at 15 yards on the kickoff. They, however, trail early in the first quarter, 14 to nothing, or we're more than a little halfway through the first quarter now at 5.52, and it is 14 to nothing, Tornadoes. Shotgun formation, two receivers to the left, one to the right. They look, throw in the flats, just the same play as they started last time. This time, Jackson gets a hand on the ball, and bats it away as the receiver, number 22 Moore, was about to bring it in. Just good defense that time by Ronald Tank Jackson. Yeah, Jackson playing about seven yards off the receiver, backs up, but he sees the receiver stop, turn around the quarterback, getting it out of his hands quickly. And Jackson able to get a nice break on the ball, comes up, deflects, and throws the receiver to the turf. So it's going to be second and 10. 5.47 remains here in the first quarter. Alcoa 14, Kingston 0. Yellow Jackets. Had a little bit of momentum going on that first drive. Just not able to continue. They'll see if they can do something here on the second drive. And there's a give right up the middle. I believe that's Donovan once again as he gets out past the 25 to about the 26-yard line. Ooh, it's going to be a loss. So Alcoa just getting the penetration up front. And it'll be now third down and 10 as... The Yellow Jackets are struggling to move football. And, Heath, they really, really need to move the chains right here. Well, Marty, I think if I was Kingston, what I would do is do another one of those five- to six-yard kind of hitches, but instead do a hitch-and-go, kind of pump fake, draw that cornerback up, and then get him behind the defense and put it up in the air. If you've got time. Yeah. Need that, too. That's important. (laughs) We've got a timeout. That's a Lloyd's Lawn Care timeout. Let's quickly go to a secret safe place for newborn social media shout-outs. Uh, Kimberly Snodderly, Coretta Manuel, Tammy Stevens, and Jamie Lunsford. Jamie, thank you uh, for listening in. We appreciate you and Clint. Uh, great to make friends with you this year as well. And I know we've got a bunch of other um, a bunch of other shout outs to do. And here we go. I'll find them. And 
It is Connie Guttridge, uh, my old friend Bob Beard. He used to take about a week to uh, do a home run trot when he used to hit home runs in 14 to 15 year league. Played for Maribel, just a, a really good, uh, really good hitter. And if I remember, he threw left and hit right. Anyways, Kathy Owens, Debbie Puckett, uh, Jessica Reagan. Hey, Jess. Jason Henderson, Amy Hazelwood, Richard Hughes, Richie Hughes, Richard in high school, Kim Yancey, an old friend of mine, Kathy Morgan, Lisa Jeline, Nelson Russell, Vicki Brewer, Chris Cooley, uh, Letitia Flynn, and her sister, that's Lauren, our own Lauren's sister, is the um, – Yellow Jackets want to go deep. It looked like the receiver, Moore, and his quarterback weren't on the same page as Moore went more towards uh, post pattern, and it looked like the quarterback, Collins, was expecting him to do the fly, and the ball was just way overthrown and incomplete, and that'll be fourth down and 10 now, Heath. Yeah, a little bit more of just throwing a prayer there is a lot of pressure caused Collins to have to really retreat backwards quickly, throwing off that back foot. Probably sailed a little bit more than he would have liked to as well. Receiver not able to fall under it in time. But Marty Alcoa with the timeout now as they want to talk some things over. And a quick social media shout-out, Marty, to David and Angela Householder along with their dogs, Lady and Honey. As uh, Marty Davis sending in a text message letting me know that Lady and Honey are ready to retrieve some first down yardage for the Yellow Jackets if they need to. So he said, <laughs> if they need some help, Lady and Honey will be available. But David, thanks so much for tuning in, man. Appreciate all the time and all the uh, support you give Marty and I and the crew, and we hope you're enjoying the broadcast. Also, a shout out to David Cathcart. Listens every week. Uh, a, a big listener and, and fan of the Tornadoes. Jason Dixon, our buddy Tyler Robinson, Kay Hensley. I've been lifelong friends with her daughter, Greg Tucker, uh, of course, my wife, Christy Millsaps, and uh, Kellen Van Leuven, listening in from California. Oh, wow. So we thank you guys uh, each and every week. Um, We do our best, and once we get all the shout-outs out of the way, we can really start concentrating on the game, and we do a little bit better job. Punt formation, one again, and it is Kane Collins set to punt, and Alcoa's got two guys deep. One is Cox. This one's returnable, too, as he fields it at the 39, and he's going to reverse field again. Then he reverse field again. He's giving up yardage. He does pick up a block. Yeah, that's a block in the back. And that's what you get in that situation, too, Heath, when you start reversing field. The last time he reversed field, he gave a Derrick Henry-type stiff arm that bought him some time, but he kept giving up yards there. Fielded it at the 39, reverse field twice, and back to the 31, and then the penalty is thrown at the 36 as he was about to get to the corner, and that will put the Tornadoes in their worst field position of the evening. They'll be starting at the 21-yard line, unless this is a block-in-the-back 10-yard variety. Well, Marion, this is where you just tip your hat to Kingston. As After that last big punt return by Isaiah Cox, Coach Pankey and his staff did a really good job of making the right adjustments, where this time Cox had nowhere to go. They swallowed him whole and did not allow him to get very far and then ultimately caused the penalty as he was juking and jiving but not able to wiggle and dive his way to an end zone. Instead, will find his way going in reverse backwards because of the penalty from Braden Anderson. Alcoa moving right to left. It'll be a student body toss sweep to Isaiah Cox in now. He takes it out past the 30, out past the 35, out past the 40, and to the 45-yard line. 
and that'll be a Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down for the Tornadoes by Isaiah Cox. And Heath, the one thing that I that was we go back now and, and visit that punt return, that last punt return. How many times when you played did you hear your coach say, "Stay in your lane"? Yeah, they did that time, and they played good D against the return for the Tornadoes. Shotgun now for Camden Burden. Two backs, two receivers, and a tight end. And it's fumbled and caught in the air by Zane Bonham, and he just takes it right off tackle past midfield and into Yellow Jacket territory at the 47. He'll be a couple of yards shy of a first down. Ball goes up in the air and Zane, I got him. Bonham gets the ball and finds his way closer to that first down yard marker as we are two yards away from that. Marty, as they're getting ready here in the huddle, Going back to that punt return, one last thing I wanted to take note of is Isaiah Cox didn't get out of the way. He's two straight times caught the, caught the punt return and tried to make something happen, which is nice to see. It is indeed, and it's one again, once again shotgun, and it's going to be a screen quickly out to Ahmad Sankey. He's got the first down. He picks up a couple of blocks, sheds one tackler, and then is ushered out of bounds near the 30 by a couple of yellow jackets, and that'll be another Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down for the Tornadoes as you listen to the Twin City Certified in Maryville Game of the Week. A little uh, shout-out to Larry Trapp, Riley's uh, father who passed away earlier this year, a man that was always good to me and my dad, and I saw Riley post that the other day, and I wanted to try to make mention of that tonight and the fact that Riley's not only a sponsor, but he's been a good friend over the years. And a shotgun, two receivers left, one right, and it'll be a fake. It's going to be play action, and it's going to be burdened with a receiver oh. wide open and just too much mustard as Ronald Jackson found a soft spot in the zone at the goal line and burdened just with a little bit of happy feet overthrew the ball, and it's incomplete. It'll be second and ten. Yeah, burdened scanning the field and making his reads and just kind of caught forward a little late. And so then when he threw it, tried to put it up just a little bit to keep it out of the way of the defender coming over and just out of reach for Landon Ford. So second and long now for the Tornadoes. 314 remains here in the first. Alcoa 14, Kingston 0. Shotgun once again, same formation by the Tornadoes. It'll be a give this time to Sankey. And another good forearm by Sankey on that play. I think he lost the football. And we held on, but what a nice tackle on the outside by number three, Cooper Webb of Kingston. As Sankey has been able to kind of usually evade that first tackler, Cooper didn't let him do so as he was right there, kind of upended him. And so it's now third and seven for the Tornadoes. And Kingston by far, I know the scoreboard doesn't represent it as of right, as of right now, but um, Kingston is by far the best team that we've played in region all year. Marty, a uh, scoreboard update real quick for you. Touchdown, Mountaineers. They do miss the extra point, though. So, Carnes leads Heritage 7-6 to six with 3.23 left to go in the first. And Zane Bonham on the carry right there and a good run. A lot of misdirection there and good ball handling by the quarterback, Cam Burden. And Bonham gets out inside the 25 down to the 23 Inside now the red zone at the 18. It's another first down for the Tornadoes as they now will go or put the ball in play inside the common sense pest control red zone. Cam Burden in a shotgun. He's going to look. He's going to throw quickly out in the flats to 
Ronald Jackson, who makes one man miss, and then he gets a little help from some other yellow jackets as the ball will go down to about 17. He may gain about five. It's going to be actually the 13. Hard to see at this angle. Um, but a, a five-yard gain, it didn't look to be that big of a play, but, you know, he just got downfield really quick. The ball thrown out, and uh, go Mountaineers. Love to hear that. And as you posted last night from our Two Hop Sports page, Greenback canceled tonight. And Maryville up 21-0 to zero in the first over Udawah. On the Denzo scoreboard. And a give, basically, student body left to Ahmad Instant Sankey. And that is an instant touchdown as he finds the green rectangle. And that puts Alcoa up now 20 to nothing with 114 left to go in the first quarter. Nice run by Sankey, who picks up his 11th touchdown of the season. And now here comes the extra point. As you mentioned earlier, Marty, Jeff Foley not kicking tonight, but instead the transfer from Hardin Valley, Riley Heaton. And I may be related to him. There's a bunch of Heatons down the Friendsville way and, and some in Knoxville that I'm related to. The kick up and doing, beautiful kick. Both his kicks, or all three of his kicks tonight, have been right down the center. And with that, it'll make the score 21 to nothing with 114 left to go in the Twin City Certified in Maryville Game of the Week in the first quarter. We'll take a 30-second break, and we'll be back after this. Not satisfied with your current pest control service or looking to get that process started? Call Heath Barberry at Common Sense Pest Control, providing outstanding protection of your health and property while delivering exceptional customer service right here in Blount County. Available services include general pest, mosquito, and rodent control, as well as termite protection and much, much more. For personalized service, call Heath Barberry at 865-389-7412 or email info at commonsensepc.com. Again, phone number is 865 865- 389-7412. Also, find them on Facebook at Common Sense Pest Control. And remember, if you want bugs dead, you've got to use Common Sense. Welcome back. Kingston as it will be heat now he's going to go for an angled kick toward the sideline it's high end over end will be short fielded at the 30 and returned out to the 33 yard line so good job of coverage by the tornadoes as it was number 14 the up man that is Aaron McKinney on the return and he was just tackled by a host of tornadoes Yellow Jackets, Marty, finding themselves in quite a hole here early in the or late in the first quarter. Twenty-one to zero, a minute seven remaining here in the first, and Kingston now back on offense. And I've had a few flashes here where they've been able to move the ball down the field. If the offensive line can give this quarterback a little bit more time, Marty, he can sling it as he turns here, hands it off to the running back, and uh. escaping one or two tacklers, but not much more as number five Riley Gutner. And the freshman, Gutner, gets about a yard on the carry. It'll be second and nine. And looked really good on the carry. I mean, it wasn't a big loss, but he did sidestep uh, the initial 
rush or penetration of the tornadoes and turned it upfield for about a one-yard gain. And uh, look, it was a nice run. Took too long to develop, but it was a, it was a nice run. And it will be Collins once again at quarterback as the Yellow Jackets break huddle. He'll work from a shotgun. He'll have a tight end to the left, two receivers to left, a slot to the right, and one running back in the form of Donathan. Donathan gets the ball. He takes it, may get back to the line of scrimmage. Looks like he'll lose about a half yard. It'll be third down and nine, and Heath, the Yellow Jackets are going to have to stay out of this third and long, and they're going to have to move the chains if they're going to stay in this ball game before halftime. Well, Marty, I'd like to uh, do a quick social yep. media shout-out to Rick Harmon. As a Rick uh, correcting me, and a Rick, I greatly appreciate that, as I thought Riley Heaton was a transfer. He said that he no. has actually been with Alcoa his whole life. So my apologies, Mr. Harmon. Um, but shout-out to, uh, to Riley Heaton as uh, he is doing really well tonight. And he's one heck of a baseball player as well. As we also do a, a shout-out to Kipper and to – Tamara Presley. Thanks, guys, for listening in. It's a Lloyd's Lawn Care timeout. Let's take it with them. That's the end of one. You're listening to the Twin City Certified Game of the Week. At the end of one quarter, it is Alcoa 21, Kingston nothing. If you have property to sell or you're looking to buy, call Dwight or Sarah Price at the Dwight Price Group Realty Executive Associates, and they can help with all of your real estate needs. Remember that no one sells more. Call 888-SOLD, which is 888-7653, or go to DwightPrice.com. The right home with the right price. Back to action. Second quarter about to start. Tornadoes on defense. And it will be the Yellow Jackets moving left to right. or Right to left in the second quarter. And flushed out of the pocket. And just having to run for his life. And then throw it away as Collins. And Heath, it'll be another fourth down and long for the Yellow Jackets. And, you know, if, if nothing else, just do not kick it to any tornado. Yeah, an angled punt. Here may be good, but here's the thing, Marty. I mean, they didn't have to angle it last time, and they stayed in their lane, and they kept Isaiah Cox in his place. Um, so, you know, I think as long as you can continue to do that, but it's always dangerous when you kick it to a punt returner who's got a lot of speed, and it looks like Cox actually out here this time as I believe it's number – is that five or six? Is that Eddie Salter? That's Eddie Salter. He makes the catch. He's got a – he had a hole eventually or a seam, and it closed quickly with – um watch of navy jerseys and he will take the ball back to the 38 yard line be a return of about three yards alcoa will have it first and 10 at that point as they lead 21 to nothing and um uh foley just uh not able to attend the game tonight so that's the reason heaton's kicking so a lot of a lot of schools don't have one guy that can kick. Alcoa's got at least two now. So it is good problem to have. Yeah, Burden back, flush from the pocket now. Great coverage downfield. Burden will just have to run out of bounds, and he'll eat it 
After about a one-yard gain, it'll set up second nine for the Tornadoes at the 39-yard line. And that time, just great coverage downfield by the Yellow Jackets and no place for Burden to go. And tonight, he, he looks a little bit more deliberate and his reads that he's been all year long. And I don't know if that's from having a couple of weeks off or what, but he's he's just not as quick to the trigger. High formation, burden under center, two receivers to the right, and a give right up the middle to Eddie Salter. Eddie has some room, and then is pulled down from behind by number 15. That's Zane Ryan, and it'll be about a yard shy of a first down. Oh, Jordan Harris is the running back. I just the, the nine and the six, the way it's so bunched up on the front and in my bad eyesight to boot. Um, but I did do that. We did get it corrected. And never, ever be, uh, if you're listening in and, and we make a factual mistake, please let us know. Shotgun formation is uh, they're going to give him the distance and he'll get the ball again. No. Where is it at? It was crossbuck this time once again. The, the cannon. freshman Cannon with the ball. And he's inside the 40, 35, and just pulling Yellow Jackets with him as he is finally brought down at the Yellow Jacket 30. So another Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down on the Twin City Certified Game of the Week by the Tornadoes. And that crossbuck tonight is working extremely well. Yeah, and a really nice run on the first carry of the night for Elijah shot out of a cannon getting a first down for the Tornadoes and taking them to the 30-yard line. And they're now 30 yards away from Pater with a little over 10 minutes left here in the second quarter. They've added a little bit of footwork to that uh, crossbuck, Heath, and it's worked well twice tonight. Back to pass. Fakes, it's just a, a hitch and go. And he throws a rope oh. that Braden Anderson almost pulls in just a bit too high. But Burden threw it the only place he could for the Tornadoes to make the play. Incomplete, however, second 10 at the 30. Well, and I bet Braden Anderson would like to have that one back, Marty. Yeah. He, he kind of went up and kind of spun midair and kind of had it, but it just kind of went right through the hands. Uh, incomplete to the back of the end zone. So now second and 10 for Alcoa as Anderson comes back to the huddle, gets the call from Burden, and Burden comes up to the line of scrimmage in the I formation. And a tight end to each side. No, to the right. No, there was two uh, tight end each side, one receiver, and it will be Jordan Harris to the 28. He'll pick up a couple on second down, and that'll make it third down and eight. And you start wondering as you do the math just how long is the um, range of Riley Heaton. And uh, I don't. the Tornadoes aren't thinking about that. They're thinking first down. As Harris goes back to the huddle, he'll work from a shotgun. He will have the freshman and sophomore backs in the game, Cannon and Harris, and a receiver to each side with a tight end to the left. Crossbuck, ball to Cannon. Cannon's got the first down. He breaks the tackle at the 20. 15, 10, 5. You called it, Heath. He's into the green rectangle and another Alcoa. Everding Orthodontics touchdown. Yeah, wonderful run again by Cannon, who started to get some carries this offensive series, and he has made the most of them. That time, a 28-yard scamper into the end zone, and now comes the extra point from Riley Heaton, getting ready to kick things 
and continue to open up this lead. I was just looking at a picture of uh, Saban standing in a quarantine tent, <laughs> kind of like the boy in the bobble. It was uh, Jermaine Funnymane. If you don't know who he is, he's the guy that, that is the Alabama fan that does the video of how Bama fans watch the SEC. Anyway, kick is up, doing. Alcor leads 28 to nothing with 9.05 left to go in the second quarter. We'll be back after this short break here on the Twin City Certified in Marable Game of the Week. Well, it's finally fall, and now's the time to refinance your home mortgage. If you've purchased a home in the last few years, gotten a divorce, gotten remarried, need to pay some bills or make home improvements, or you just need to save some money each month, call me, Lee Franks, with Volunteer Home Mortgage at 865-238-7500, and let's run some numbers. Rates are at historic lows, and we might save you some money. I'm Lee Franks with Volunteer Home Mortgage, 865-238-7500. NMLS 16125. Back in Kingston, and Al Riley Heaton set to kick off again as the Tornadoes have just scored another touchdown. They're up 28 to nothing, and Kingston will have a couple of guys back deep, and it looks like their quarterback. No, it's number five, the freshman. That's Ryan Gutner, and he brings it back upfield and is tackled at the 27-yard line. It's a return of about 22 yards, and they'll actually give him out to the 28, so a 23-yard return at a first and 10 now. For Kingston, but they're looking uphill at a 28 to nothing deficit here, less than midway through the second quarter. Marty, a uh, Denzo scoreboard update in regards to the ALCS as the Houston Astros are leading the Rays in the bottom of the fifth, four to one. When are the Rays going to start throwing at Carrera or Altuve? I know you don't want people on base, but. Shotgun or pistol formation now with Collins at quarterback. He turns. They fake the jet sweep. They give it up the middle to Donison, the running back. He's out past the 30 to the 32-yard line, and he'll pick up four yards on first down, and that's more like it if you're Kingston. Yeah, nice misdirection there for the Yellow Jackets. Some positive yardage moving them in the right direction, and that's something Coach Pankey would really like to see continue here in the last eight and a half minutes of the second half. Get some momentum going into the break for his team. I'll come out with one back. That'll be Donison. It's Collins in a shotgun now. He's got a wing, and they'll give they'll do the fake or the jet sweep this time to number five, the freshman. That is Gutner, and he has it out past the thirty five out to about the thirty seven yard line. And that'll be a third down and looks to be one heath. So this is the type of third downs that the Yellow Jackets need if they're going to move the chains. They can actually throw it right here and not have to worry about the um, Tornadoes just laying their ears back and coming after the quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I think right here, Marty, you could even go you know, just up the middle, quick quarterback sneak, maybe even do it on a silent count, be able to make sure you get a little bit of a push up front as Alcoa's got a really strong defensive line. Indeed. They run, though, however, from a pistol formation, 
and it will be a give up the middle to Donison. He's got some yardage. He's out past the 40, and then he gets decked by Cox at the 44, but it is a first down now for the Yellow Jackets and something for the fans to cheer for. Yeah, good play. Good play call there by Coach Pankey and a good job by the offensive line opening that hole up for Donathan, who picks up the Dwight Price of Realty Executives' first down. And it is Kingston going to the line of scrimmage. Shotgun again. They have a wing. It'll be a jet sweep this side. Actually, it's going to be the quarterback, Collins, keeping, and he's met rather rudely by Gray Carroll as he takes him to the turf for no gain. Yeah, the Georgia Tech commit, Gray Carroll, getting in the backfield, taking that play down before it had a chance to get going. And uh, Kingston going back to the huddle to regroup and call a, a hopefully a different play this time around. 6.40 left to go in the second quarter. Alcoa leads 28 to nothing. It is second down and nine now for the Yellow Jackets. As the snap comes back, it'll go just a quick handoff right up the middle. And getting a, uh, some help from his offensive line is number 12. That is Donison, and he takes it out near midfield where they will mark his forward progress. He just kept his legs moving, and the offensive line got behind him, and they moved the pile about four yards. And instead of, you know, third and long, they're going to have about third down and six. Still long, but not what it could have been. Mm-hmm. What a nice little push by the offensive line of getting him a few extra yards there. Donathan may have only gotten about one on the carry. They kind of were able to kind of give a little extra on there, give him two or three more. So third and six for Kingston. As back in the pistol formation again is number two, Kane Collins. And it is a play action and almost picked off. That is Summerall. He stayed at home, read the screen, and deeked the quarterback into throwing. And Heath, if he comes down with that, he's to the house. And saying that, though, if he doesn't make that play and knock it down, there's a lot of room to run for the Kingston running back on the play. Yeah, he kind of was hiding there like a line in the grass, came out, almost came away with the interception and taking it back to the house but uh, just fell out of his hands, and now Kingston forced to punt. But, Marty, looks like there is a timeout on the field. And I believe that's by Alcoa. They're going to want to talk things over. We'll talk some things over as well as we'll take a one-minute break, and we'll be back. Continue action here with five and a half minutes remaining in the second quarter. Alcoa 21, Kingston 0. If you own a SUV or light truck, Finding the perfect tire just got a whole lot easier. Let Stevenson Tire show you what the Yokohama Geolander HT Geo 56 can do for your daily drive. Thanks to an advanced all-season compound and unique tread features, it's one of the longest-lasting light truck tires on the road. And not only is it built for exceptional all-weather handling, but it's also designed to provide an amazingly quiet and comfortable ride. All this at a mileage warranty up to 70,000 miles. Check out the Yokohama Geolander HD Geo 56 at Stevenson Tire today. 2411 East Broadway Avenue, Maryville, 983-1621. And see what could be the perfect tire for your light truck or SUV.
The punt by the Kingston quarterback and punter Collins is high. The wobbler is fielded on a fair catch by Jackson, and the Tornadoes will take over now. It looks like at their own 26-yard line. So a good job that time by the Kingston special teams as the quarterback is able to get some air underneath it and force the Tornadoes to fair catch the punt with no return, and that will give the Tornadoes, as I said, the ball at the 29 as they come to the line of scrimmage. Burden, actually the 22, I beg your pardon. And it is Burden back throws on a quick slant, and he does so to Cox, and he'll get it out to the 30. He'll be about a yard and a half shy of a first down, and uh, Cox took a pretty good hit that time by the cornerback that come up to make the play. Yeah, cornerback, the senior, Nathan Bowles, right there to meet him, and he took a nice little shot, second and one for the Tornadoes. Marty Adenza, scoreboard update. After Carnes scores a touchdown, misses the extra point, and has a 13-6 to lead over Heritage. Heritage responds with a touchdown of their own. I guess the extra points, though, aren't working tonight as the Mountaineers try to go for two. They don't get it, and so Carnes leads. 13 to 12 with 7.08 left to go in the second quarter. And on second short, the Tornadoes go off tackle to the left, and the running back that time, I think that might have been Sankey, just got stood up and dropped for no gain. And I mean, it looked like he ran into a brick wall as his forward progress immediately came to a halt. And it'll now be third down and one for Alcoa. And there's 4-12 left to go in the second quarter. Alcoa leads 28 to nothing with the football. Cox will split wide to the right. There'll be a receiver on the far side. Burden under center. I formation pitched left to Sankey. He picks up the first down. He's out past the 35, out past the 40, and will be brought down as he gets out to the 43-yard line. So that'll be a Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down for the Tornadoes as they continue to move the football. Marty, we'll talk more about it at the half in regards to how Sankey's done so far this game. But Sankey's put together two weeks of really good running. As uh, two weeks ago against Northview Academy, six carries, 129 yards, and three touchdowns. So three of his six carries ended up in the end zone. Nice, and it's a quick pass out to Ford in the flats. He extends the football. I do not think the officials are going to give him that, but nonetheless, it's still going to be a gain of nine on the pitch and catch from Burden to Ford. That will move the ball into Yellow Jacket territory at their 48-yard line. Ford's really found a place in this offense. He's a nice, reliable receiver. Needs somebody to kind of come in and make a play. He's someone who's done really well at that so far this season in his senior campaign. Bonham in the game now at running back. It'll be a give to... That's Sankey now as he goes over left end and picks up several blocks, gets inside the 40, inside the 35, finally brought down at the 34, and that'll be another Dwight Price Realty Executive's first down as now Alcoa goes into their two-minute offense. They go quickly on the first down. And another give, same play to Sankey. This time, not as much real estate. He'll pick up about three yards on the carry to make it second down and seven, and that'll get the ball down to the 32-yard line of the Yellow Jackets for the Tornado. Yeah, good read that time by the senior Landon Diggs. 
on the outside, assisting Sankey to the sideline for only a two-yard carry. We've got 234 remaining here in the second quarter. Alcoa leads 28-0, to trying to get one more touchdown on the board before the half, Marty, because if they do, they'll go into third quarter, which will start. Mercy rule. And indeed, we our favorite two words in football. And it's a false start for Alcoa, so instead of second and a long seven, it's going to be second and a long 12, maybe 13. We'll say 13 as the balls move back to the 37-yard line of the Yellow Jacket. It's going to be a cross bug to give to Bonham. He's got some yards. He's got some room. He's inside the 30. He's inside the 25 and brought down at the 24-yard line. He is indeed fast. He just scoots. He takes little steps, but he takes them so quick. He's really elusive, too, and he just kind of gets lost behind the, the offensive front for the Tornadoes, and he'll pick up another Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down. 18-yard carry by Zane Insane in the membrane bottom, and now first down for Alcoa with Burden in the shotgun. And they'll fake the give to Sankey. Throw a ooh, – ooh, they almost tricked – Burden in the sink and the receiver's open. They try to quick slant to, it looks like, Cox over the middle. And the ball broken up by number 19. That's Marcus Rose. And just a good defensive play that time by the Yellow Jackets. Yeah, great read by Rose. As Camden was trying to hit Landon Ford in the seam, and Rose able to break on it. And if he had got one extra step, he would have he would have had the interception. We've got a penalty now, Marty. Yeah, there's. I think Alcoa moved again, and you know they're they're going quick, and when you do that, sometimes those 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 big offensive linemen just can't get set or steal, and they get a little anxious. That'll cost them five. It'll now be second down and fourteen at the twenty nine, or second down and fifteen at the twenty nine. A minute 50 left to go in the half. Alcoa leads 28 to nothing. Burden in the shotgun. The lone setback is Bonham. And they're going to jet sweep it with Ronald Jackson. He picks up a block and then just flies forward. He's hit and dropped at about the 10. And that's going to be really close to a first down. They're going to say short of by about a yard. So it'll be third down and one now with a minute 25 left to go. Alcoa leads 28 to nothing. And it'll be a give to Sankey, who dodges one tackle and then just turns on the Jets to the outside, rounds the corner, and finds that green rectangle for another Everding Orthodontics touchdown tornadoes to push the lead to 34 to nothing with a minute 13 left to go here in the first half on the Twin Cities Certified in Maryville Game of the Week. Once again, it will be Heaton on to kick. And holding as number 19. Kick up, kick doing. And it's 35 to nothing. 19 was the holder, and that is Jamal Williams. He is a junior. And let's take a 30-second break. When we come back, we'll have more of the Twin Cities Certified and Maryville Game of the Week 
Alcor leads 35-0 over Kingston. Yep, it's that time in East Tennessee. Football time in Tennessee. Hello, friends from Twin City Certified Used Cars, Trucks, and SUVs. If you're in the market for a light new pre-owned vehicle, let Smiley Riley and Twin City Certified in Maribel be the choice. Over 600 pre-owned to choose from. It's auto buying made easy. 865-980-2600 or click TwinCityCertified.com. See you soon at Twin City Certified in Maribel. Does it feel to be down 35 to nothing? Hey, we are back in Kingston where the Tornadoes lead the Yellow Jackets 35 nothing right before the half of the minute, 13 left to go. And it is heating the kick. It's a high end over end angled kick. It'll be fair caught by the Yellow Jackets at about the 21 yard line. So no return. So good job by Heaton, and he's been impressive in his backup role tonight with the other kids sitting this one out. Yeah, done very well, Marty, as he pins Kingston back. The Yellow Jackets with a minute seven left to go here in the second quarter desperately need to find their way into the end zone and try to cut into this deficit. And the Tornadoes still with their starting defense on the field, and they've Usually like to play them the whole first half and at least one series of the second half. And it is a give right up the middle this time to Donison, and boy, he's stuck. I mean, that was a huge hit there by number 45, and I do believe that's Bonham, Braxton Bonham, a bombing, excuse me, I'm Used to saying Bonham all night long, but Bauman, and he makes a big hit, and that's going to be a loss of about four yards on first down to set up second and 14. And the Yellow Jackets want to take a timeout to talk about it. That's a Lloyd's Lawn Care timeout, and we'll take one with them. We'll be back in 60 seconds with more action here in the first half with Alcor leading the Yellow Jackets 35 to nothing. Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey, and I am running for re-election to represent District 20 in the Tennessee State Legislature. It has been an honor to represent the interest of Blount County in Nashville. The history and development of our community are at the forefront of the decision I am asked to make in the legislature. Throughout my years of service, your calls, emails, and letters have played a large part in the decisions I have made. With your dedicated civil engagement and insight, I have continued to introduce support and pass legislation you have asked for resulting in growth and progress. There is still much to be done, especially in these unprecedented times before us. Proven leadership and know-how is imperative as we address the difficult issues that lay ahead. When I say your choice for your voice, that means I will continue to fight for your choices. I have yet to waver in my commitment to speak for all of Blount County the best way I know how. I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue to move Blunt County forward. I'm Bob Ramsey, and I approve this message. On second and 14, Kingston gives the ball once again to Donison. Same play as on first down, and he's just popped and dropped again. And it'll be third down and 16 now, so two negative plays for the Yellow Jackets. 
as it looks like they're just going to let the clock expire here in the first half and go into the locker room down 35 to nothing. So let's see if they're going to take a timeout. No. Kingston's going to go to the locker room after running two handoffs right up the middle, which negated or went for six negative yards. And it will be 35 nothing as we go to the half. Remember to stay tuned after this next break for the Bob Ramsey State Representative District 20 halftime show paid for by the committee to elect Bob Ramsey, Bob Ramsey Treasurer, and the Denzo scoreboard. Back in three minutes. We are Windy City Grill, and we brought Chi Town Taste to the 865. Chicago-style food and a fun atmosphere. Windy City Grill is a great place to watch your favorite games and enjoy wings, burgers, pizza, and more. At Windy City Grill, we have live entertainment most weekends and cornhole tournaments every Wednesday night. Stop by and see what all the excitement's about at Windy City Grill, located at 2641 U.S. Highway 411 South in Maryville. Best of luck with Trevor's Tornado Trivia. Lunch or dinner is on us for every winner up to $10. Find Windy City Grill on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we'll see you soon at Windy City Grill in Maryville. We all come from any walks of life, but no matter where you come from, the Blunt Partnership's goal is to always ensure you and your business are our top priority. In Blunt County, you are family. In the foothills of the Smoky Mountains, there is no greater place to plan a business and raise a family. We'd love to pair up with you and plan for the days ahead. Here, you can have it all at BluntPartnership.com. In Blount County, we believe in faith, family, and football. That's what our neighbor Jerome Moon is fighting to protect in Nashville. A conservative who stands with our veterans, Jerome Moon cut taxes on groceries and created jobs for Blount County families. Jerome increased funding for public schools, is endorsed by the NRA, and will never defund our police. Veteran, businessman, leader, Jerome Moon. Paid for by Jerome Moon for State House, Steve West Treasurer. West Chevrolet, doing business in Blunt County for 88 years. West Chevrolet is located on the airport motor mile and has been a leader in our community serving the good people of Blunt County for four generations. Whether you're looking to buy new, pre-owned, or get service for your automobile, think West Chevrolet. West Chevrolet is happy to partner with all the local high schools and wishes everyone a happy and safe fall season for your sport. Whether you're a tornado, rebel, mountaineer, or governor, you can find the auto, help, or service you need at West Chevrolet. Reach us at 970-9378 or online at westchevrolet.com. You can also find us on Facebook. We're here to serve the good people of Blount County. We do what we say at West Chevrolet. Your smile. It's your business card. It's your approval. It's an expression of your love. Your smile is such an important part of who you are. So when we say simply extraordinary smiles, what we mean is simply an extraordinary you. At Everting Orthodontics, we offer five-star reviews, free consultations, and flexible payment options. With offices in Knoxville, Maryville, and Morristown, we've kept East Tennessee smiling for over 20 years. Visit us today at EvertingOrtho.com. And for everything ortho, remember Everting Ortho. WKVL 850 AM Maryville and WKVL 100.9 FM Maryville.
Welcome in to the Bob Ramsey State Representative District 20, paid for by the city to elect Bob Ramsey, Bob Ramsey Treasurer, Halftime Show. I'm Heath Dunkel, alongside Scott Dunkel, here at the Twin Cities Certified and Miracle Game of the Week. And it has been all Alcoa in the first half as the Tornadoes lead 35-0. to This is absolute domination. A game coming into this as it was the battle of the unbeatens in the region play. Kingston coming in at 3-0. and and wondering how this game would turn out, well, we have a pretty clear answer after two quarters of play with a 35-0 lead, a big hole for the Yellow Jackets to climb out of if they are to come back into this ball game. But right now, Alcoa rolling on all cylinders. We're going to give you a deeper look at that now at the statistical breakdown as I t- turn it over to my sidekick in crime here on the Halftime Show, Scott Dunkel. Scott, take it away. Thank you very much. Hey, let's take a look at Kingston Yellow Jackets here. They have 22 yards rushing, 13 attempts, 2 of 7 in passing, 13 yards, 20 plays from scrimmage, 35 total offensive yards, 35 all-purpose yards so far this evening. No points, um, two first downs, no field goals or penalties, so pretty clean on that. Kane Collins, 2 of 7, 13 yards again. And Carson Doss, uh, Jonathan, 8 carries for 8 yards for Kingston. That has been just about it for the uh, Jackets tonight. They've had the ball 13 minutes and 30 seconds. Looking over at Alcoa, Alcoa 198 yards rushing, 20 attempts, 5 of 8 in passing, 48 total yards, 28 plays from scrimmage, 246 offensive yards, 398 all-purpose yards, three rushing touchdowns, one passing, one special team, and... 21 points first quarter, 14 in the second for a total of 35. Here at halftime, Alcoa has two penalties, both false starts for 10 yards, 12 first downs, and have had the ball 10 minutes and 30 seconds. Camden Burden has led the way and been the quarterback the whole way for Alcoa. Again, 5 of 8 for 48 and a touchdown. Leading the way on the ground for Alcoa, Mod Sankey, 9 carries, 70 yards, 2 touchdowns. One catch, 17 yards as well. Isaiah Cox, one carry for 19 yards, a catch for nine. Ronald Jackson is two carries for 12 yards, one catch for five. Eddie Salter, one carry for nine yards. Elijah Cannon, two carries for 50 yards and a touchdown. Jordan Heron, one carry for two yards. Zane Bonham, three carries for 35. Also a 35-yard, or no, I'll take that back. That's where he got there, 35 on the, on the uh, total yardage for him. Also, um, getting into some fun here tonight, Ronald Jackson had a 84-yard touchdown return, and Isaiah Cox had a 54-yard punt return almost for a touchdown there. So, eighth right there, that is pretty much what we have going on for Alcoa tonight, a very productive game so far for the Tornadoes in um, in the rushing department here. Again, 389 total offense or total all-purpose yards tonight. Yeah, 389 total all-purpose yards, Scott, and 70 yards so far for Ahmad Sankey having another really good night. Only nine carries, but 70 yards averaging 7.8 yards a carry and two touchdowns. Had three touchdowns in the ballgame two weeks ago. He's already got two so far here in the first half. Very productive. Yeah, absolutely. He has done really well. And so, Scott, we're going to turn it over now to some Denzo scoreboard updates. We're going to give some of those to you right now. We're going to start off with some updates in 6A football. 
as we get that pulled up right here for you. If you'll give us just one minute getting all of that loaded, and we want to make sure we've got you all covered here. So in 6A, Farragut leading Bearden 17-10 to 10 in the second quarter. In the battle second quarter West also. There. Yeah, Battle of West Knoxville. Farragut currently leading that one, but a close ball game in the second quarter. Also in the second quarter, true domination as Dobbins-Bennett leading Mortown West 42-0. to zero. At halftime, Jefferson County and Hardin Valley not at a zero. Neither team has won a ball game this year. Wow, that's, um, that's really unusual. So you would think, Scott, someone's going to have to come away a winner, but if they keep this up, they're both going to get a tie. So <laughs> we'll see what happens. Um, some other scores of interest in 6A, McMinn County leading Cleveland 14-0. At the half, Maryville leading Nudawa 42-6. In the second quarter, Bradley Central leading William Blunt 21-7. Heritage and Carnes in a nice battle here in the second quarter. Carnes 20, Heritage 18. Wow, good, good game. Good game between them two. Oak Ridge leading Mount Juliet 20 to 13. Oakdale leading Riverdale 2 to 0. Wow. Yeah. Uh, well, that's what two Heritage needs right there. <laughs> right, Heritage does need that. They'll take it. Um, let's move on to 5A. We're going to now display that here in just a moment. Pull that up for you. Some scores of interest. Daniel Boone leading Cock County 31 to 0. Volunteer in Morristown East knotted up in the second quarter at 21. David Crockett leading Tennessee 14 to zero. Um, Campbell County leading Fulton 14 to zero. Both teams three and four for the season. But Campbell County with a two-score lead. Uh, let's take a look here. See if we can find a few more for you. Saudi Daisy leading Ray County seven to three. Here at Hillsboro leading Cane Ridge seven to zero. Move on to four our four A for you. In 4A, Elizabethan leading Greenville 16 to 10. Granger leading Sullivan Central 22 to 6. Anderson County all up on Chattanooga Central 40 to 0 wow. in the wow. second quarter. Walker Valley leading East Hamilton 14 to 6. Hickson over Howard 7 to 6 in the second quarter. If you've got any more scores here, we'll, we'll go ahead and move on from there, Scott. Move on to 3A football. Certainly something people will want to hear about here is some teams we may be seeing in the playoffs a little right. bit later on. Uh, Claver leading Chucky Doak, 19-0. Unicoi County and West Green, not at a seven. Two teams that we've seen a few times in the playoffs the last couple of years. Um, I don't know if we will this season. Unicoi 3-3, three and three, West Green 2-5. and five. Signal Mountain leading McMinn Central, 21-0. Loudon, undefeated Loudon, leading Sweetwater, 14-7. The Redskins had a wall, as they put it last year, as they came into that game, I believe, against Alcoa in the playoffs undefeated. Look to do the same this season, but I uh, certainly hope they don't preach about a wall this year coming into that game, as it didn't work out too well for them. Oh, yeah, definitely. That came crumbling down real fast last year. <laughs> you would have thought it was the Battle of Jericho. Uh, Smith, Smith County leading Cannon County 6-0. to zero. That's all the 3A scoreboard update. And then let's take a listen here, or look, uh, 2A, and then we'll go to 1A right after that. Um, we've got Happy Valley leading Sullivan North 44-0 in the second. Hampton over South Green 17-7. Meigs County leading Oneida 21-7 as Meigs County undefeated and hoping to continue that tonight. Rockwood leading Wartburg 27-0. And now let's move on to 1A football for a few scoreboard updates there. All right, Cloudland leading Jellicoe 20-0. Midway leading Sunbright 39 to 8. Oliver Springs 
leading Oakdale 38-0 to in the second quarter. Uh, and then South Pittsburgh, another team that you see, you hear a lot about in the playoffs that do pretty well in 1A football, leading Whitwell 28-0. to So, Scott, there are some scoreboard updates for you from around the area. We'll continue to keep our eye on Maryville, William Blunt, and Heritage in the second half. Um, but, Scott, uh, before we take a break, a secret safe place for newborn social media shout-out to Adrian Harrell tuning into the broadcast tonight from home. You usually Hello, here Adrian. in the press box with us. But, Adrian, we appreciate you listening from afar. Thank you so much for tuning in. Always love your support. Um, but, Scott, 840 left to go here in the uh, halftime. Uh, before the both players, our both teams get back on the field, we're going to take a three-minute break. I'm going to step away from the mic for just a moment and uh, let you and Marty Millsaps have a few minutes. And then we'll be back to bring you the third quarter of action here on the Twin City Certified and Maribel Game of the Week. Whitlock & Company Certified Public Accountants features accounting services for individuals and businesses. Serving Blount County for over 30 years, everything from income tax preparation services to personalized accounting plans for small businesses and large corporations with over 100 employees for a full range of accounting services, including payroll processing, bookkeeping, individual and business tax returns, compilation, review, and assurance services. It's Whitlock & Company, PC, 375 Fountain View Circle in Alcoa, Tennessee, 37701. Phone 865-984-1040 or 865-981-9638 or visit Whitlock & Company online at whitlockcpa.com. El Jimador Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m., Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Jimador offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Jimador Mexican Grill located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. We all want our loved ones to be safe. Denso in Maryville is at the forefront of creating technology for safer vehicles while keeping their employees safe with social distancing, face coverings, thermal screenings, and more. Join the exciting automotive market with Denso in a fast, challenging, clean, and safe environment. Starting hourly pay is more than $14 with an increase to more than $15 after 90 days, plus 401k, paid holidays, and vacation. Start your future now. Visit DenzoCareers.com production to apply. Equal opportunity employer. If you have property to sell or you're looking to buy, call Dwight or Sarah Price at the Dwight Price Group Realty Executive Associates, and they can help with all of your real estate needs. Remember that no one sells more. Call 888-SOLD, which is 888-7653, or go to DwightPrice.com. The right home with the right price.
Welcome back to Kingston. I decided to give you a little bit more of the tragically hip there. Three Pistols, if you want to go download that song. Great music, good band. Actually, our flag football team in the 90s and the early part of this century was called the Tragically Hip. And we were pretty good and hip. Uh, right now, pretty good as the Tornadoes as they enjoy a comfortable 35 to nothing lead in the first half. Scott, you've been doing all the, the dubious work as tracking all the stats. And, and what is one stat from the first half? You and Heath may have already touched on this. I took a little break, but what's one stat that really stands out in the first half to you? Well, Marty, to me, um, the fact that Alcoa ran the ball on kickoffs and um, punts, something that we've watched all year, they're just letting the punch just roll wherever. Yeah. And all of a sudden, they're picking the ball up and starting to run with it. Kind of surprised me a little bit there. Already uh, 54 yards or 59 yards in punt returns in 84, uh, which was a touchdown and a kickoff return. But um, other than that, just the same thing that we see week after week, Ahmad Sankey just being dominant on the ground. What's his stats uh, so far? I know you gave those already, but I, I missed it. Nine carries, 70 yards. Uh, two touchdowns, one catch, 17 yards. Yeah, he's become not only a mod instant Sankey, but a mod instant offense the past few weeks. And I do think since his, I, I do think his ankle's feeling a lot better. And when you're healthy, you know everything moves a lot better. You're not, you know, uh, dependent on one side of your body, one part of your body to. to and when something's tweaked, it, it, it causes you to make mistakes in other areas as well. Oh, right. And, yeah, just watching him run, just very smooth. And uh doesn't look like he's favoring, you know, his leg or his ankle or anything like that anymore. He's getting good runs, and, you know, it's obvious by what he's got so far. It is obvious what he's done so far. And, you know, Camden Burden uh, played pretty good tonight. Yes. I thought he's made some pretty good throws. He's had some help uh, by some plays from the receivers. He's missed a couple as well. But uh, it's a little bit colder tonight. And when it gets colder, the ball gets a little bit slicker. Uh, you know, I'm not a fan of cold weather. Oh, no, that's why I like being in the booth. <laughs> right. Uh, but anybody, now defensively, uh, anybody stand out tonight? Basically the whole defense, everybody's getting there. I can't really find one player that's just really been the standout <clears throat> player. It's just been a whole general group effort uh, tonight. I think uh, for me, uh, you know, Gray Carroll <clears> – <throat> I don't. I've, I've got to do the play-by-play. Unfortunately, I have to follow the ball, you know, every play. But one thing I do notice is Greg Carroll's been winning the, the fight up front all night long, <clears throat> and I think he's a catalyst for what the Tornadoes do defensively. When he and and you know his com- comrades on the defensive front can get that penetration and, and force, uh, you know, loss of yards on running plays or get that penetration and pressure on the quarterback, I think that really, really makes and amps up the defense and right. dictates a lot of what the offense can and cannot do. Right, and, and like talking about Greg Carroll, for example, and Major Newman as well, you know, they're getting the pressure on the quarterback, rushing him out, but again, like I'm talking about the group effort, because they're rushing him to somebody and the group's standing there waiting on that. So that quarterback's running for his life, throwing the ball here, there, just trying to avoid getting sacked and Basically, avoid getting to meet uh, Mr. Carroll personally. Avoiding pain yes. is, 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 is what you want to call it. And also, pain 
it hurts a lot more when you're cold as well. Yes, yeah, it does. You know, the ground's a little bit harder. It seems to be, you know, uh, your bones are a, a bit more brittle. And, you know, toward this time of the season, Alcoa's had a couple of weeks off, and I don't even think they practiced at all last week. <clears throat> I think Rankin gave them the whole week off. And, and I was talking to um, some of the coaching staff. And, you know, I don't want to give away names. They said, you know, when Rankin first got here on fall break, we were practicing. You know, after our game, when we had the next week off, we were practicing all week. Every day, and then it was down to four days, and then it was down to three, then it got down to two, and it's it's now we're we're getting the, the whole week off, and I think these kids need it. I mean, if you stop and think about it, most kids play a ten, maybe eleven game schedule in high school. Right. Alcoa is playing fifteen games every year, and that is a season and a half. By the time you've gone from you know uh, a freshman through your senior year, you played six seasons. Right. Oh, yes, definitely. And I was speaking with a gentleman um, earlier today. Um, I was calling Mr. Watley for, for his sake. But um, anyway, we were talking about how Alcoa, you know, they're usually, like you said, averaging 15 games a, a year. So Same for Maribel. Yeah. And um, so that's a lot of games to play in comparison to what the average player does. Not only a lot of games, but a lot of practices. Oh, yes. And, you know, another thing this year that, you know, uh, Coach Gamble told me was, you know, it just seemed like fall practice just went on forever. You know, because we didn't know if we were ever going to play. You know, we were given the okay to go ahead and practice. And it just seemed like, that you know, we practiced forever. And then, you know, we get the okay to play. And, uh, you know, nobody likes football practice. I don't care who you are. Um, you know, I heard Joe Thiessen one time say, you know, I always thought you played – the way you practice during the week. Right. And, you know, uh, I get that. And that's the reason, you know, pros, you see some of the best teams ever lose games because right. they, you know, you, there's some weeks you just take off because you just don't feel it. Your body's tired. You're bruised. Football's a rough game. Let's let's just put it that way. Now, now the pros have it where you can only have, including training camp and season, you can only have 40 contact practices. Right, and that, in some areas, is you know still not enough for some of these guys. But then again, for some, it's too much. Well, look at the Cowboys; they could use a lot of contact drill defensively. Well, I'll give you Navy for example in NCAA. They didn't spend enough time tackling the first couple of games they played. They looked like they'd never, you know, were taught how to wrap somebody up. They were. The offenses were running all over them because they couldn't tackle anybody. And, you know, that gets to the point where I'll, I'll bring up Nick Saban, who supposedly he tested positive. They think now it, it, it was a fake positive test because he's tested negative two straight times now. He's been asymptomatic. But he was having his players tested three times a day because he wanted them hitting. He wanted them not to be afraid to hit somebody he, because when they, they actually started. Now, the defense didn't play like they were trying to hit anybody last week. And my hat's off to Lane Kiffin. He called an outstanding offensive game. Oh, yeah, he did. Only yeah. outdone by his, you know, old buddy and, and former well, coaching mate, Sarkeesian. Still dealing with the Masters, so. Right. And uh, that ought to be a good game tomorrow night. But regardless, I'm going to do a quick uh, secret safe place for newborn social media shout-out to Brad Roberts and Kenley Shepard listening in tonight. I'd like to uh, thank those guys not only for, for listening in, but also being good friends of mine for a very long time. Alcoa now set to kick as we are about to get underway here in the second half. 
hope you've enjoyed the broadcast. Uh, I, too, don't do as well when I get cold, even broadcasting. We were talking about, you know, it's a little chillier tonight, and and uh, I didn't like to play in cold weather. Well, Marty, blessed to be in the press box. Indeed, with good food. And the kick will come down to number 19 for the Yellow Jackets, and that's Marcus Rose. And he'll return the ball out quickly to about the 30-yard line, and every Rose has its thorn, gives decent field position to the Yellow Jackets. And uh, just coming back up the stadium back up to the press box some of the parents were like yo y'all have any kids you could put in that can fumble or or you know you think you could you know tell them to run the clock constantly up there so we can get on out of here tonight so they'll do what what we can but uh, always good people always good hospitality here at kingston we talk about it as you said not just while we're here but uh, other weeks during the season as well so that is high brought down and then the give to donaldson and that's his third straight carry for a loss as Donison is popped and dropped. No, that is every rose has its thorn. Marcus Rose on the carry. And that play went just like the last two did on offense for the Jackets right before half. And that'll be for a three-yard loss. Well, Rose originally met in the backfield by Grace Carroll, who got the first pop. But there to finish the job, Braxton Bauman able to bring him down in the backfield, second and 12 for Kingston. Bauman's done an outstanding job defensively this year as well. And it's going to be a jet sweep this time to Marcus Rose, and nothing going to be there for him this time either. He'll lose another three yards on the play. And, Scott, how much yardage now, or lack thereof, do the Yellow Jackets have tonight? Looks like so far tonight, Marty, 33 total all-purpose yards, but offensively they've only got 20 yards on the ground. Mm. 15 Mm. carries. Yeah, that's uh, a stout defense up front and while you were away uh your dad and i or scott and i were talking about <clears throat> you know what sets the tone for alcohol defensively and i said i said it's got to be gray carroll and you know the penetration and and they never know where he's going to line up it's like he'll he'll stand at, at tackle and then right before the snap he'll move to a defensive end uh or completely on the other side of the field and now as we say it's picked off that is braden anderson he's going to take this one Oh, inside the five, down two. Actually, they're going to mark him out of bounds at the seven. And he, there was some pressure on the quarterback right there. They caused him to throw the ball early. And Brayden Anderson just came out of the defensive secondary like he had a rocket booster hooked to him, picked that ball off, and it was down the sideline and nearly to pay dirt. Yeah, and he was really wanting to find his way into the end zone there, but – uh, saved a tackle by the Kingston offense, prevents him from doing so. But Al Cole probably will punch it in just in a play or two now as they are back on offense with Camden Bird in at quarterback. He'll be in a shotgun. He'll be joined in the backfield by Sankey and Bonham. And he's going to throw real quick out in the flat to number 44. That's Sutters. And that'll be another Everding Orthodontics touchdown tornadoes as the lead now expands to 41 to nothing. Quickly, 8.40, clock is running. It'll be a mercy rule clock, which means they'll only stop it for timeouts, injuries, <clears throat> and possibly change of possession. 
and it's going to be heating in once again. And the snap is low. It was um, doinked off the upright, and unable to get the ball set was the holder, number 19. That is Jamal Williams. wasn't his fault. He did the best job he could do. The snap was basically rolled back to him, and basically one of the first miscues Alcoa's had all night long as the clock continues to run. They're not even stopping on change of possession. Take a 30-second timeout. We'll be back with more of the Twin Cities Certified and Marable Game of the Week right after this. Not satisfied with your current pest control service or looking to get that process started? Call Heath Barberry at Common Sense Pest Control, providing outstanding protection of your health and property while delivering exceptional customer service right here in Blount County. Available services include general pest, mosquito, and rodent control, as well as termite protection and much, much more. For personalized service, call Heath Barberry at 865-389-7412 or email info at commonsensepc.com. Again, phone number is 865 865- 389-7412. Also, find them on Facebook at Common Sense Pest Control. And remember, if you want bugs dead, you've got to use common sense. And there's the kick by Heaton. It's short, high, end over end. And making a running grab on it is number 19, I believe. That, once again, is Rose, or is that Donison on the return? And he brings it out. Good return as he makes the catch short at about the 19. Brings it out to about the 38, so about a 19-yard return by Donaldson. And he's played a pretty good game tonight. He doesn't have a lot to show for it, but a pretty good athlete. And this Kingston team... I know the scoreboard says 41 to nothing, but they're a lot better than that represents. Yeah, they certainly are, Marty. And, uh, you know, as we mentioned, just there's a little bit of a gap between whoever is second in this region and the Alcoa Tornadoes each and every year. But they're still a really good football team and uh, a team that I still expect two weeks from now to uh, beat Gallenberg-Pittman and come away second place in the, in the region when all is said and done. Indeed, and the ball – snap is dropped is actually a, a bad snap and it gonna, it's going to roll backwards to the 30 and falling on by the quarterback Collins and another loss of yards on another consecutive offensive plays now that's about six in a row now of negative plays for the Jackets and that's not counting the interception returns. And it'll be Collins once again working from a shotgun. They go quickly this time. He looks. He's just going to try to go for the hands. Boy, he really threw that one bad. But making a great adjustment on the ball is number 22. And it looks like he fumbles before he's tackled. But he's able to pull it back in. And that was Will Moore. And what a great play by that young man to be able to track that football, realize it was underthrown, make the catch and then run for a lot of yardage into Tornado territory and down to the 27. Yeah, uh, Alcoa's defensive back that time, number 26, Isaiah Bryant, just lost the football and didn't see 22 behind him. And a really good catch by Will Moore and a big-time pickup for Kingston as they're trying to get their first score of the ballgame. And it'll be a give. Oh, yeah, it is a ball, 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 ball. And it looks like the... Jackets were able to get back on the ball, but all the way back to the 36 or 37-yard line, it's going to be a loss of about 
eight on the play, so it'll be second down and 18. And just as they have something good happen, that's another bad snap, and that's two on the series. Well, slipping out of his hands like a bar of soap and going the wrong direction that time as uh, Kingston was really putting something together here. And instead, this time, moves back about eight yards, they're going to say. Looks like it may be a little bit more than that, but it's going to be second and very long for Kingston. It will, and you've got to stay out of these long-distance scenarios if you want to be able to move the ball at all on the Tornadoes. And timeout is being asked for by the Jackets. It will be given with 3.52 left to go in the third. We're going to take a break in the Twin City Certified in Maryville Game of the Week. We'll be back in 60 seconds with more from Kingston. After reminding you, the score is Alcool 41, the Yellow Jackets, nada. Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey, and I am running for re-election to represent District 20 in the Tennessee State Legislature. It has been an honor to represent the interest of Blount County in Nashville. The history and development of our community are at the forefront of the decision I am asked to make in the legislature. Throughout my years of service, your calls, emails, and letters have played a large part in the decisions I have made. With your dedicated civil engagement and insight, I have continued to introduce support and pass legislation you have asked for resulting in growth and progress. There is still much to be done, especially in these unprecedented times before us. Proven leadership and know-how is imperative as we address the difficult issues that lay ahead. When I say your choice for your voice, that means I will continue to fight for your choices. I have yet to waver in my commitment to speak for all of Blount County the best way I know how. I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue to move Blount County forward. I'm Bob Ramsey, and I approve this message. Back, and it looks like the tornadoes jumped. And you see it so often, and you wonder how it happens, but it was the nose guard who's looking right down at the football encroaches and and goes off sides and it'll cost the tornadoes five yards and he'll be asked over to the sidelines and he'll be given a little a little talking to over there by coach nicks marty uh after the timeout a nice uh nice play call there by coach pinky yeah it was that actually wasn't coach nick that waited him i think it was the defensive line coach and there goes rose a good Good running back and, and, and quick as he goes outside to the left, picks up about, oof, I'm going to guess about four yards. It'll be, it'll be third down in, in 10 or 11 now. And if you're Collins, you're thinking, call a draw play, call a draw play. Because this is where he's taking a beating tonight. If it's not, you know, the, the center making a bad snap, he's just getting just hit right as soon as he either unloads the football or as soon as he takes a step. I mean, it's been Al Coy in his back pocket all night long. Yeah, Ballman and Carroll, two of the main guys, getting in the backfield so quickly tonight and causing him a lot of trouble. As here on third down, he's going to roll out deep for a pass and gets it down the field, Marty. And it will be uh, should have been picked off. Uh, and it was number 19, Jamal Williams, trying to get his foot in and the ball. And when he did that, the ball just sailed over his head. There was collision between the receiver and defensive back, but it was incidental and, if anything, offensive. But regardless, it'll be incomplete. Fourth down now and 11 for the Yellow Jackets. Secret safe place for newborn social media. Shout-out to Brittany Neff and her niece Sophie Cable tuning into the broadcast tonight. Thanks, you two. Hope you're enjoying the broadcast so far. 
as your Tornadoes lead 41-0 to with a minute 42 remaining here in the third quarter. Indeed. <clears throat> and it is Collins back. He's throwing for the end zone. And nobody over there except for the pylon. And it'll be incomplete over on downs now to the Tornadoes as the clock continues to run. And it's 120 left to go into third. Alcoa up 41 to nothing. And I'd say we'll start now to see a lot of substitution, Pete. <clears throat> Alcoa wearing pink socks and wristbands and towels tonight in honor of Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And the cheerleaders also with pink pom-poms and pink sweatshirts. And very appreciative of any kind of awareness that we can get. I've sat on the board for Susan G. Coleman for six years now. And um, the most important thing for, for a woman to do is the self-check. My mom caught both of hers through self-checks. Once a month, ladies, make sure to do the self-check. It is still burden in at quarterback. He'll turn and give, it looks like, to the sophomore, Harris, or is that Salter now? Is that number six or number nine, Heath? That is Salter into the game now, and he'll get the ball out to the 30. It'll be a gain of about two on the play. So it'll be second down and eight as we get down to what will probably be the last play of the third quarter. <clears throat> Alcoa leading 41 to nothing. It will be. We're going to take a Lloyd's Lawn Care timeout. This is the Twin City Certified in Maryville game of the week. Alcoa leads 41 to nothing. Back in 60 seconds. Crossover vehicle owners, here's a tire just for you. Stop by Stevenson Tire to see the all-season Yokohama Geolander Geo 55. Loaded with premium technology like Yokohama's specially formulated orange oil compound for all-season traction and an advanced tread design for a responsive and comfortable ride. The Yokohama Geolander Geo 55 provides more performance, more confidence, and more value. Check out the Yokohama Geolander Geo 55 today at Stevenson Tire, 2411 East Broadway Avenue in Maryville, 983-1621. And get more for your crossover. Welcome back in to Twin City Certified in Marysville Game of the Week. I'm Heath Oak alongside Marty Millsap. And Alcoa gets ready to start the fourth quarter with the football. Marty, a quick... Secret safe place for newborn social media shout out to the PA announcer at Alcoa High School, Donnie Moore. Coach Moore, with a little bit of love towards me and Marty for the broadcast tonight, saying everything's coming in crystal clear, and he appreciates the verbal picture that you and I paint each and every week. And Coach Moore, we really appreciate that. And as I as I put in on my response to you, it's been a pleasure working alongside of you for the tornadoes over the past several seasons. We certainly appreciate everything you do as well. But uh, Marty Alcoa getting a first down on that first play of action here in the fourth quarter as they lead 41 to zero. We're in mercy roll clock continuing to run and uh, Alcoa trying to see if they can put another score on the board. And they will do so. Cam Burden still in the game. He's got a bunch of reserves out there now as well, though. And I don't know about the offensive line. It does look like there's some reserves in there. And I don't know about keeping my of course. Do you have another quarterback you can put in now? 
I mean, you've got that uh, that freshman that they put in once. But, Bless his heart. I mean, oh, I, I, and, and you know, I, I get it. I was that size, too, when, when I was little. a freshman. It, yeah, he's, he's, he's a little guy. And, you know, you just don't want to see somebody that is that physically not up to par with the rest of the kids on the field having to play and get punished during this. So they're going to keep Cam Burton in the game just for simple reason. They don't have anybody else to put in there. Yeah, you could run the Wildcat package maybe if you wanted, but that would be kind of fun to watch with Isaiah Cox, quarterback. You don't want him in there uh, either. Well, you don't want him hurt, that's for sure. You're yeah, right. and it's going to be a give, and it's going to be to Salter, and he'll lose yardage back to about the 42-yard line. It'll set up third down at about seven. And I'd say Mr. Burden won't be doing anything but just hand turning and handing the ball off for the rest of the ball game. As we're now getting close to the 10-minute mark in the fourth quarter, Alcoa leading 41 to nothing. And do appreciate Coach Moore, the real voice of the Alcoa Tornadoes. I've uh, known him for a long time. This has always been a super person. And uh, and thanks for the friendship, Coach Moore. Really appreciate it. Done a lot for our community and our kids in the community as well. Alcoa in the shotgun, two backs, two receivers, one to each side, and a tight end to the left. They move left to right on your listing device. There's a quick slant over the middle, and it is going to be complete out to the 46. And uh, that'll be a pickup of about three, and somebody took a pretty good beating for a short gain. And uh, Burden, though, adding to his stats. And now it'll be Alcoa to kick in the form of Braden Anderson. <clears throat> and Anderson getting warmed up. He's probably a little stiff over there. It's a little cold tonight, and he's not played much since his interception and almost touchdown return for the Tornadoes. Nine minutes left to go in this contest. As I said, Alcoa leads 41 nothing. Snap, good, the kick away. Shanks kind of a wobbly spiral that will take an Alcoa hop and go and be downed by Ahmad Sankey at the 19-yard line. And Kingston will have a first down now. Clock continues to run, 8.30 left to go. And hopefully we've done well enough on our spots tonight to where we're not behind. We may have to take some breaks during the post-game show and do stay tuned for that in the second half or of the second half after the second half. It's the Bob Ramsey State Representative District 20 post-game show paid for by the committee to elect Bob Ramsey, Bob Ramsey Treasurer, and the Denzo scoreboard. And it will now be a quarterback in the game. It's still going to be Kane Collins. He'll have two backs, one on each side with him, and two receivers to the right. He's going to haul off the throw to Rose, and the ball almost caught just over the outstretched hands. He's looking for a flag. He's not going to get one there. And I don't believe there was any pass interference, but it doesn't hurt to ask sometimes. Yeah. I'll tell you what, though, Marty, that was a beautiful ball thrown that time by number two. Kane Collins, and it looked like Rose was falling right under that one, and maybe Alcoa might have got away with a little bit of pass interference there, but second and ten now for Kingston as they will continue to try to get something going here offensively. Collins is going to get the snap, and he's going to hand it off to appears to be Donovan, and Donovan breaks one tackle, um, breaks another, and it's going to take a host of tornadoes 
to get together to bring him down after about a six-yard gain by the running back. And it is Donison on the carry. He'll pick up yardage out to the 26-yard line. About a gain of six. It'll set up a third down and four now for the Yellow Jackets. And I want to do a, a shout-out, too, to uh, to the athletic director at Alcoa High School, Josh Stevens. Consider him a friend as well. And, and he is also loading us up with information each and every week about players and other happenings around Alcoa. And just thank him for the opportunity, basically, to <clears> – <throat> be able to provide you with this radio coverage. A great screen set up this time by the Yellow Jackets, and it goes to number three. That is Cooper Webb. He takes the ball out past the 40, out to the 45. And that being said, number five, Colby Bledsoe of the Tornadoes comes up and lays a lick to the running back of the Yellow Jackets. He laid a lick, but Webb keeping those feet churning and moving Bledsoe back a few more yards. And a nice first down pickup and play call by Coach Panky as Collins comes back to the huddle to, to distribute another play to his offense. 556 remaining here in the fourth quarter. Alcoa 41, Kingston 0. Continuous clock as we are under mercy roll. Shotgun formation for Collins. A running back to the left and to the right. He's going to hand it off to Donathan. Donathan misses one, shakes another. Wow. Two, dive. Starting to pick up some momentum, but it will be stopped as he's finally taken down by the Alcoa defense. As number 81, Seth Green, the 5'11", 170-pound defensive back, brings down Donathan, but not before Dwight Price of Realty Executive first down. And that moves the ball into Alcoa territory. And it'll be a first down for the Yellow Jackets, and they've not had a lot of those tonight. They've not been in Alcoa territory that often as well. As we're down now to just over five minutes left to play, and 41 to nothing, Alcoa. And shotgun formation. It's Collins back, throws just way high. No chance that time for his receiver Moore to make that catch. And um, as we say uh, so long to the video crew from Alcoa, uh, Coach Kip Jones and the Alcoa legend Tahiran Tyson, as they exit stage left of the press box. And it'll be second down and 10 now for the Yellow Jackets, and they're in no hurry. They break the huddle, and Collins leads them to the line of scrimmage. They'll have a broken eye out of a pistol formation, and a wing to the right, and a receiver to the right, and a give will be to number three. That is Cooper Webb. And number five, once again, Bledsoe for the Tornadoes makes another big hit on the Yellow Jacket running back. Yeah, good job by Bledsoe and an assist by uh, the sophomore defensive lineman, Riley Long, also coming in to make the tackle. <clears throat> Bledsoe, that's a name you don't hear very much around Alcoa, is it? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but they've been known forever around. They are kind Bledsoe, of Alcoa. Tyson. Right. It's a family affair at, at Alcoa. And it is a shotgun to give this time to number 13. That is Ryan Nelson. And he gets near and possibly picks up another first down inside the Alcoa 30 to the 29 as we have three and a half minutes left to go in this contest. Once again, Alcoa leads 41 to nothing. That's very good for a first and 
And Kingston in no hurry. Once again, they're going to a huddle. They'll be happy to get the ball in the end zone, but they obviously, you know, they're not going to they're not going to break their neck trying to do it. And it's going to be Collins and a shotgun, a back on either side, two receivers to the left. A give up the middle to, wow, what a run. Looked like he had a rocket booster on his back, and that was Donison, I think, again, as he gets the ball inside the 10 down to about the 9-yard line. Riley Walker on the carry, and that is number 18. I thought it was number 12, but he's a freshman, and, and he's, he's got some wheels. That'll be a name that we'll be looking forward to calling, you know, for a couple of three years. He's going to be a good back for them. Just watching that, he got through that hole fast, and he's not a small kid either. Well, giving it to him and number five, Ryland Gunter, over the next few years, both of them freshmen, Marty. And it'll be a jet sweep to number 13, and, boy, he'll pay the prices. That'll be Ryan Nelson just getting blasted down for about a four-yard loss back to the 13-yard line. And, really, you're, you're not even against the young Alcoa team, or the JVs, if you will. You still can't go sideline to sideline with them. Just a lot of speed on that, on that football team, Marty, no matter what level you put it at. Is they've still got some big boys and a lot of speed, and these young men are going to be men we're going to be talking about over the next few years, the future of this Alcoa defense. Indeed, and it is now second goal from the 13, and it's going to be a give to number three. That is Cooper Webb. We've called his name a few times now. He's inside the 10 again, down to the 8, with a minute and a half left to go. Alcoa still leading 41 to nothing, and their, their unscored upon streak is now up to three quarters in region play. <laughs> and we'll see if they can keep them out of the end zone here. It'll be, once again, Collins and a shotgun. He'll have a back on either side with two receivers to the left. He'll turn. He'll give the ball to number 18. That is, once again, Walker, the freshman, and he'll go down for a loss back to the 10-yard line. So didn't get a lot of help there as he was hit as soon as he got the football. And now we're under a minute to play in the game, and the play clock's at 32. The game clock's at 50. So, roughly, uh, there's going to be one more play in this ball game. Same formation for the Yellow Jackets as they look to get into the end zone. It's going to be a throw. It's going to be a slant pass that was almost picked off by number 81 of Alcoa. That is Seth Green, a 5'11 senior, and that will go over on downs, and Alcoa will now run their streak to four quarters now, unscored upon in region play. As we will look forward to the schedule next week, Keith, it'll be a Friday night contest, and it will come against Gatlinburg-Pittman on the road. Marty, another long trip for us going up to Gatlinburg-Pittman. That's quite a drive and uh, uh, high high elevation as we'll go cover the Highlanders pretty soon, Marty, as we wrap up tonight's ball game and a really good win for the Tornadoes. A really good win, and that should secure a home field advantage through at least three weeks of the playoffs. Uh, that should secure, pending, uh, you know, pending, you know, Kingston, Gallenberg, Pittman winning out. That means they'll beat Alcoa next week, and then they would beat Kingston the next. I don't see that happening. Uh, but regardless, stranger things have happened. But as of right now, it's the Tornadoes. They move to 7-1 and one overall and 5-0 and oh in region play. 
And next week, as I said, we'll travel to Gatlinburg-Pittman for the final game of region play uh, before they get ready for a big matchup the last week of the season against Dobbins-Bennett. Heath, your takeaway from action tonight here in the Twin City Certified Game of the Week. Uh, just the dominance, Marty, of Alcoa when it comes to region play year in and year out. I mean, we talked about this game being really kind of probably the deciding factor of who's going to take first place in this region as Kingston really looks to be the second-best team in this region and um, second-best team in the region, but still a little bit of a sizable gap between second and one as Alcoa really just tore this thing wide open. Yeah, they did, and it, it happened quick and fast, and it left nothing to the imagination as far as the outcome of this this contest. But Coach Rankin picks up his 490 or no 436 or 446 three times as a charm. 446 career coaching victory is 194th as the head coach of the Alcoa Tornadoes. And congratulations to them. Congratulations to the Tornadoes again tonight, as well as the Maryville Red Rebels, who celebrated senior night there in Blount County tonight. And uh, hopefully Heritage can find a way to get back in that game against Carnes. And all the love to all of our Blount County teams. And Heath, um, have a great weekend. A lot of football tomorrow. You're going to the Big Orange game with the noon kickoff. It should be an interesting game, Tennessee and Kentucky. Kentucky looks like they've got a, a pretty good defense. Yeah, pretty good defense for Kentucky, Marty, and a, a, mobile, <laughs> a mobile, mobile quarterback um, who can sometimes do some things with his legs. But uh, I look to see uh, a Vols victory tomorrow before they meet uh, your uh, famous uh, Tide, as we'll have to face Alabama pretty soon and hopefully uh, – Saban will be out of quarantine for that, as it would be really funny if Tennessee had to face Butch Jones. Uh, there'll be Butch Jones with a Zoom camera on top of his head <laughs> with Saban screaming. But, no, I, I expect Saban to be back tomorrow. Yeah. I really do. I mean, he's tested. I think it was a fake positive. He's tested negative two straight days now. And tomorrow morning, if he tests negative again, he will be able to coach tomorrow night. And uh, it's killed him to be away this week. They said that he's watched – practice on camera in his kitchen and if he didn't like something he would call them one of the managers and have them to do it again oh wow so you know he's he's very organized very hands-on and it had to have killed him yeah. not to be with the team this week and what is also strange you get the head coach to test positive for it but you've got nobody else on the team that has so that also leads me to believe it was probably a, a fake positive as well anyways they play in a huge game tomorrow night against georgia at 8 o'clock, I think, on ESPN. Big Orange, no, it's a CBS game tomorrow night at yeah. 8 o'clock. Uh, the Big Orange plays uh, tomorrow at noon. Georgia, or not Georgia, but U.S. Um, Florida LSU canceled tomorrow. So uh, there's still plenty of football, plenty of football to be played, plenty of football left here in Blunt County at the prep level. And, Heath, I'm going to sign off now. Uh, thank you for tuning in again to the Twin City Certified and Maryville Game of the Week. Be sure to stay tuned after this break for the Bob Ramsey State Rep District 20 postgame show paid for by the committee to elect Bob Ramsey, Bob Ramsey Treasurer, and the Denzo scoreboard. Back in three minutes with Dunkel Square.
Folks, do you want the best mortgage rate and terms available? Go local. Volunteer Home Mortgage is home-owned and home-operated. We're part of your community. When you buy or refinance with us, you're helping local folks who shop locally, too. That's Neighbors Helping Neighbors. Call me to see how your local wholesale mortgage broker can help you get the best possible mortgage rate and terms. I'm Lee Franks, Volunteer Home Mortgage, 865-238-7500. 865-238-7500. NMLS 1641325. We are Windy City Grill, and we brought Chi-Town Taste to the 865. Chicago-style food and a fun atmosphere. Windy City Grill is a great place to watch your favorite games and enjoy wings, burgers, pizza, and more. At Windy City Grill, we have live entertainment most weekends and cornhole tournaments every Wednesday night. Stop by and see what all the excitement's about at Windy City Grill, located at 2641 U.S. Highway 411 South in Maryville. Best of luck with Trevor's Tornado Trivia. Lunch or dinner is on us for every winner up to $10. Find Windy City Grill on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we'll see you soon at Windy City Grill in Maryville. Yep, it's that time in East Tennessee. Football time in Tennessee. Hello, friends from Twin City Certified Used Cars, Trucks, and SUVs. If you're in the market for a light new pre-owned vehicle, let Smiley Riley and Twin City Certified in Maribel be the choice. Over 600 pre-owned to choose from. It's auto buying made easy. 865-980-2600 or click TwinCityCertified.com. See you soon at Twin City Certified in Maribel. Back to the old to-do list again. Let's see. Climb Mount Lacotte? Done. Snorkeling with the dolphins off the coast of Florida? Done. Barreling over Niagara Falls? <laughs> nah, too risky. How about rediscovering Cades Cove in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park? Hmm. Easily drive or hike to view the scenic mountain beauty and wildlife. I'm downloading the Cades Cove app at cadescoveapp.com today. Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey and I am running for re-election to represent District 20 in the Tennessee State Legislature. It has been an honor to represent the interest of Blount County in Nashville. The history and development of our community are at the forefront of the decision I am asked to make in the legislature. Throughout my years of service, your calls, emails, and letters have played a large part in the decisions I have made. With your dedicated civil engagement and insight, I have continued to introduce support and pass legislation you have asked for resulting in growth and progress. There is still much to be done, especially in these unprecedented times before us. Proven leadership and know-how is imperative as we address the difficult issues that lay ahead. When I say your choice for your voice, that means I will continue to fight for your choices. I have yet to waver in my commitment to speak for all of Blount County the best way I know how. I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue to move Blunt County forward. I'm Bob Ramsey and I approve this message. Welcome in to the Bob Ramsey State Representative District 20, paid for by the committee to elect Bob Ramsey. Bob Ramsey Treasurer. Post-game show. I'm Heath Dunkel alongside Scott Dunkel here in the Twin City Certified in Maryville Game of the Week as the Alcoa Tornadoes defeat the Yellow Jackets of Kingston High School 41-0. We now turn it over to Scott Dunkel for the final statistical breakdown. All right, Heath, thank you very much. We'll start with Kingston. So far, our four tonight, 46 rushing yards, 26 attempts, 4 of 15 in passing, 
one interception, 75 yards, 41 total plays from scrimmage, 121 total offensive plays or offensive yards tonight. Two fumbles not lost. They were able to fall back on those and save those. Seven first downs for Kingston tonight. The important part on the Alcoa end, though, was a big goose egg for Kingston tonight. Uh, Kane Collins, again, four of 15, 75 yards, one interception, no touchdowns. Leading the way rushing tonight for Kingston Carson. Donathan, 10 carries for 30 yards, along with Cooper Webb, two carries for 12. Looking over at our Alcoa Tornadoes tonight, 203 yards on 23 carries, 7-11 in passing, no interceptions, 67 yards, 34 total plays from scrimmage, 270 offensive yards, 413 all-purpose yards. That includes the kickoff and punt return yardage. Three rushing touchdowns, one passing touchdown, and one special teams touchdown tonight as well. Looking at Alcoa, again, 41-0. to They had three penalties, 15 yards, 13 first downs. For the evening for Alcoa, Isaiah Cox, one carry for 19 yards, one catch, nine yards. Ahmad Sankey, nine carries, 70 yards, two touchdowns. One catch, 17 yards. Camden Burden, one yard or one rush for one yard. Ronald Jackson, two carries, 14 or 12 yards. One catch for five yards. Braden Anderson, one catch for eight yards and a touchdown. Edie Salter, four carries, 14 yards. Elijah Cannon, two carries, 50 yards and a touchdown. Jordan Harris, one carry for two yards. Zane Bonham, three carries, 35 yards. Isaiah Bryant, one catch for nine. Also had Teheran Souther with one catch for um, seven yards and a touchdown. And I'll correct myself, that actually was two passing touchdowns for Alcoa tonight. My apologies there for missing that. But uh, moving on, we look at Jamal Williams had a catch for three yards as well tonight. And Landon Ford, one catch for nine yards, giving Alcoa a total of eight catches instead of seven for 67 yards. So, again, Alcoa having a really good night tonight um, in the air, but also on the ground, 23 carries for 203 yards. And um, being without Zach Lunsford tonight, Camden Burton having to carry the load all the way tonight. We hope to see Zach back soon, hopefully next week. And again, your final score, though, is Alcoa 41, Kingston 0. Heath, back to you. Thanks, Scott. And some other scores of interest from the Denzo scoreboard update. Bradley Central leading William Blunt 24-14. Maryville leading Udawa 56-12. And the Heritage Mountaineers at the end of the third quarter losing 34-18 to over Carnes. It was a closer game early on. Carnes looks like they're starting to pull away. William Blunt and Bradley Central is only at the half. And Maribels is in the fourth quarter as they're about to come away with the victory there and remain undefeated. But it's got a good ball game tonight for Alcoa as uh, next week they will travel up the mountain to face Gallenberg-Pittman. Um, and next week a bounce-back game for the Yellow Jackets as they will face the Tigers of Pigeon Forge High School. Now, don't count the Tigers out. They, they've got a pretty good ball club this year. But, Scott, um, I, I would, if, uh, if I was a betting man, give that one to the Yellow Jackets. And I imagine they're going to – they're going to come out 
um, with their stingers up and ready to go. And we certainly wish them the best of luck. And uh, it's um, it's been a pleasure, as always, to be able to travel up here and, and uh, be greeted by just such a great community and uh, well taken care of and, a, and an awesome support staff as well and an athletic director who really made sure we had what right. we needed as well. We're all, we always enjoy coming up to Kingston High School, and we wish them the best of luck throughout the rest of this season. Oh, yes, definitely. Hey, then I got a feeling that um, around Pigeon Forge and Gatlinburg, it's not going to be a fun evening for those two areas as Alcoa travels again, as you mentioned, to Gatlinburg-Pittman and Kingston travels to Pigeon Forge next week. Yeah, going to be some interesting games next week. We'll make sure to keep you updated, though, on all the other games at hand as you can tune to our broadcast on the Twin Cities Certified in Maryville Game of the Week. As we mentioned, as Alcoa will travel up the mountain to face the Highlanders of Gatlinburg-Pittman High School. That game will begin at 7.30 with a pregame show at 7 o'clock on the Twin Cities Certified in Maryville Game of the Week, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, Rocky Top Sports Radio. If you're unable to tune in on your radio dial, you can stream online at WKVL.com and listen to Marty Millsaps and myself on the call. Our Follow us for updates on social media at Two Height Sports. Again, that is Two Height Sports on Facebook and on Twitter as we will give you updates throughout the evening. But thanks so much for tuning in to the Twin Cities Certified in Maryville Game of the Week. I'm Heath Dunkel alongside Scott Dunkel, Marty Millsaps, Andy back at the studio. Until next time, your final score, Alcoa 41, Kingston 0. Signing off. Until then, we say so long, good night, and yes, that just In Blount County, we believe in faith, family, and football. That's what our neighbor Jerome Moon is fighting to protect in Nashville. A conservative who stands with our veterans, Jerome Moon cut taxes on groceries and created jobs for Blount County families. Jerome increased funding for public schools, is endorsed by the NRA, and will never defund our police. Veteran, businessman, leader. Jerome Moon. Paid for by Jerome Moon for State House, Steve West Treasurer. Your smile. It's your business card. It's your approval. It's an expression of your love. Your smile is such an important part of who you are. So when we say simply extraordinary smiles, what we mean is simply an extraordinary you. At Everting Orthodontics, we offer five-star reviews, free consultations, and flexible payment options. With offices in Knoxville, Maryville, and Morristown, we've kept East Tennessee smiling for over 20 years. Visit us today at evertingortho.com. And for everything ortho, remember Everting Ortho. WKVL 850 AM Maryville and WKVL 100.9 FM Maryville.